Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody. Your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Oh, nine hours away from the nude art show, baby. A mere nine hours. Nine hours from the biggest erotic art show in Oklahoma. I am fucking ready. You get to see... I get to see I get to see the T boobs? and the A and the S and the M and the B and the D like, and the S and the M again like a, and some like D a, and some more like D and a little bit like more a, D but that's like the way a naked ladies naked boobs. Na- oh, oh if only if only it was naked God. this naked everybody it's hedonism night dude remember when it was really really hard to see boobs actually they're not really all naked I know there's not it's but it's, it's in it's, the title. It's, it is at Kane's ballroom and, yeah. and there's a no nip policy yeah it's weird Kane's. how like <clears throat> the title is the nude art show and it's, it's all and it's nearly missing nude. one of the named ingredients it's like a chicken yeah. pot pie it's that's there's the way no, we that's there's the way. no pot in this pie exactly exactly that's like well that's like our opinion oh, our opinions are not like a holes are not they not? actually not really yeah that's just a name yeah it's more like we don't have opinions because we've not seen the thing we're talking about yeah you know, it's you know, got uh, cool names. Who? The host of our, uh, the names of our guests. Our guests, the host of the Comic Cons podcast. Yes. Yeah, we've got Young Master Jules and King Castro X in the house. Welcome, guys. You're, you're, we in the building. What yeah. is up, everyone? It's good to see you. Uh, we did the, uh, we did your podcast over at the Impulse Creations. Um, that was super fun for me because it was Dude. just such a different environment to do the pod. Um, and I was just, I, I found myself the whole time just being like, mm, this, this is fun. I'm having a good time. And I was very high, uh, we, obviously. We enjoyed having you guys. I think you guys were actually our first guests as well. I don't think oh, we right had on. any yeah, guests before. So. You guys were our first fucking guests, so shout out to y'all. It was fun. And you guys I, have been. I liked doing it at the shop, too. That was cool. Yeah. And like, cool on them that they let you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and cool that it's, that it works so well. And like, people are in there shopping and like. Not a question in the world. They <laughs> kind of why just we're there. And like my yeah. own, right? It's yeah. wild the level at which they're just like, oh, this is happening. I'm waiting for somebody to just like whip out their ding or like their <laughs> ass on cam. Uh, I wouldn't edit it. I just leave it there. Oh, yeah, like, you got to leave it there like Teen Wolf. Yeah. Ding shot. And you guys, uh, <laughs> you guys, have you guys been on YouTube since day one? Uh, for the Comic Cons podcast, yes. That's for Comic Cons, because that's been a smart decision. Because that's one thing that I learned late with uh, with our show is how many people come to podcasts through YouTube. Right, right. So that was just a brilliant move. Uh, just like you know, getting out in the community and recording at the store. That's with our. I like our operation here, but one thing about it is it's kind of spread out. And joining you guys was a great reminder about how easy it can be to just get the basic tools set up somewhere and still put out a. Hell of a good show. Man, I will say this. So I've been podcast podcasting for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And w- one of the first things first, when it comes to a show like the Comic-Cons podcast, mm-hmm. uh, having the ability, shout out to Impulse Creations, to go to the comic shop to where the people are, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's a great way to network and get people to check out your shit. So mm-hmm. like it's just, you know, freebies all day with the subscriptions, even though we've only got like two from Mother. <laughs> shout out to everybody at the comic shop. But, <laughs> but like it, it gets you out there. And then I, I wanted to say as well, man, when it comes to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just the fucking I, I blanked. I have no idea what the fuck I was saying. Well, <laughs> well you mentioned how long you've been doing this too, because that's the thing too. You've been you've been in the podcast game for like 20 brother, years or something. I've been. Po- that's what the fuck I wanted to say. So no, not 20 goddamn years. That's a long time. Be, I was like, you're not that old yet, are you? Bad. I'm, I'm 28. Since he was so, a young I've been boy. In it for about since I was eight years old. Young Maybe boy about Castro X was podcasting. Probably about. <laughs> 
seven years. I, I think this is like 2019. When the fuck was that? Is that many? it? Oh, I thought dang, it was. Dang, dang. It's still good I was though, 22. Man. Wait, I'm 28 now. That's not 2000. Six years. Six years. That's six it? years. Seven, yeah. 2017. So you're right there with us almost. I'm telling I was people in high school 2017. So what I wanted to say though is like uh, when it comes to fucking, God damn it, I blanked again. What were we talking about? <laughs> when it, Podcasting for a long time. You've been, uh, you've been doing this. Been oh, doing it for you a mentioned while. fucking being on YouTube, right? So yeah. I started off uh, recording on my phone straight to SoundCloud, like my very first podcast. Cool. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, like I said, I've done multiple fucking shows. And the thing that I've learned the most, especially with today's day and age, like this fucking generation, like we like to watch shit and not watch shit for a long fucking time. Yep. And it, it's hard to get anybody to listen to anything, even mm-hmm. like fucking audiobooks and shit like that, which are incredible. Like nobody wants to listen to anything anymore. Like yeah. I'm a purist. I think podcasting is fucking audiobook. I'm an audiophile. Yeah. I feel like that's the way mm-hmm. to do it. Shout out to like Kevin Smith and Smodcast and shit. Like that's what mm-hmm. got me off. How, did this, first. Yeah. Made, how yeah. did this get made? How did this get made? Was exactly. like my my intro to gold falling in love with podcasting so like that's what i'm saying like that's how i prefer to consume my content but today if you want to hook them you know if you want to get them addicted you know get those shorts you gotta get the reels clips baby they want video they want to look at you they want to see you talking you know what i'm saying see my whole thing is i started a podcast because i don't want you to look at me yeah it's it's, it's why we've (laughs) originally podcasts were a podcast because it wasn't on camera right yeah and i remember for a for the longest time it was a hope for men like you and me well who who should not be on camera exactly you got a face for radio as they say i I do Uh, uh but we, for years, when someone would say, why don't you guys film your show? I would say, because then it would be a television show, yeah. not a podcast. And my brain would never let me disconnect that and go, you're not doing a podcast anymore the second you film it. And it's like, that's just dumb. You're just having it. It's just another you know what I mean? Like I gotta get let myself get over that. Yeah. But, but for the I longest agree. time, I was like, yeah. Like when you're thinking of the purest of podcasts, it's you're like, podcast audio. is audio all day, every yeah. day. That's the way to do it. But yeah. again, in this generation, you're not gonna make it. And it's not even in just podcasting. I mean, it's just entertainment as a whole. People want to look. They want to see. Yeah. If you do a fucking event, like get that shit filmed. You know what I'm saying? I learned that in the rap battle game. Like people, it didn't happen if it's not on camera. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, it's where it didn't happen. <laughs> right. I'm uh, trying to add to like my wife. She does comedy shows as well. Uh, shout out to LMAO Comedy. Like we're trying to really up the production and that's fucking having a cam out there. Like, you know, there's a lot of amazing <laughs> comedy shows out here and a lot of people don't want their sets filmed as well. I get that. But sure, yeah. if they fucking do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like having that option available is going to... Well, there's, there's also a lot... I'm sorry. There's also a lot to good. be said about like if you're taking enough time to care about how the room is set up mm-hmm. so that you can film it, even those who don't want it filmed, they're going to benefit from that because if you're taking the time to go, okay, the room has to be a certain way, it has to have a certain lighting, it has, you know, there's a lot of things that go into making a good comedy show that people don't realize. Like, so much of it is just, okay, turn a mic on and have a place where somebody can stand and watch you. Right. And that's a place to have a comedy a show. Stool. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't translate and your, your show is going to always be tougher. Like I'll do those shows and sometimes they're fun. But like, if you're in a, like a, a t-shirt shop or you're in a, a, a sports bar or a, uh, you know, somewhere where like they've got 25 TVs and you're lucky if they turn off the one right, right. behind you, you know, you're battling with everything else. You're battling with the lights. You're battling with the people that didn't know comedy was going to happen that just wanted to have 
have a drink. You know, you're battling all of those things. Whereas if somebody takes the time to say, this is a show where people know what's happening. This is the only thing happening. They're coming for this. We've set up the show well. We've lit it. We've done the things that we can do to film it. And yeah, then then you're going to have a better show because of it. I also feel like, I mean, just, you know what I mean, as a performer myself, as an entertainer, like, man, that just shows me you respect my craft and what I'm working my ass off to do so much more. If I walk into a show and it's like, it's set up a little bit. It doesn't always got to be that. Like, I'm I'm, I'm used to the fucking bars and shit like that. Yeah, but like I like, said, we'll do those shows, but you know it's going to be harder. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, definitely, definitely. Well, and if the bar's not taking a few steps to really help sh- and, and guide the audience to the event whatever the event may be, then they're failing you on a certain level. Well, and that's that's partially on the promoter, too. And we've, you know, we have a lot of talks yes. in the comedy community about what part is on the promoter and what part is on the performer. And there's a lot of, we'll put air quotes, promoters who think, uh, okay, I booked the show. Now it's up to you to get people to show up. There's so much more that goes into it. That is. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to do this shit seriously, like you can't rely on anybody else to bring business. You like to build your business. You can hope that maybe they're going to share the flyer. But nine yeah. times out of ten, that's not going to fucking happen. If you're, you know what I mean? if you're relying on your comics to bring your people, you're going to have no people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you, you, you're going to have some. But the, the thing that drives me nuts about it is that the the thing you're supposed to do for the show is in the name of the thing you are the promoter promoter. (laughs) like if you're like you guys aren't doing enough to promote the show i'm not the promoter yeah i'm the performer and another comic another another common misconception too is if you are the show producer you are likely also the promoter like correct if it's your show that you're putting on it's your responsibility to promote. Unless you not- have a budget for a promoter. Yeah. Yeah, you are the promoter. Well, I think You're that's right. what that's what makes it easy, uh, especially with us having having to promote our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a conversation last week about this is what we I need was to hoping do. You're gonna jump into this <laughs> this is what we need to do to better our chances of success. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to like the the comic book swap where now we have a promoter saying, hey, you know, we have a flyer, we have this, this, and this. It's easier for us to join in and to make it twice of what it can be. Yes. Just because of how simple That's we're the building the brand now. It's a two-front approach. Show these motherfuckers you care about your product, and right. then they're going to care about your product at least half-ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's ever going to be fucking fully dedicated in your dream or what you're pursuing. But, like, man, if you just show a little bit of care, like, other motherfuckers tend to follow well, suit. Especially exactly. the ones who try and really make a, a show about how they're not a hobbyist and how they're, you know, they take it seriously and, like... You're not showing me that. You're saying it out loud, but your actions right. aren't showing me that you take it seriously. Whenever you know those, those are the things that, like, like you said, show me you care about. Or they, they, they want to talk like they're not hobbyists, but they're not, like you said, treating it like a product. Yeah. Right? A little bit of polish will go a long way, too. This doesn't 100%. mean you have to spend hours upon hours if this is something that isn't paying you back already, you know, lucratively. Right. You know, it, it just means if it a doesn't little bring bit of extra joy, work, you know, well, throw it in the trash. Right. Yeah. People don't think like that, though. <laughs> I feel like this has become the entrepreneur podcast right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, yeah. I, I, I dig talking about it every now I and again because there's a lot that goes into it that people don't, un, don't, don't always get, you know, especially non-comedians. Mm-hmm. Well, good reminders and good course corrections are always important. 
And sometimes, you know, without bringing these topics up, you find yourselves getting a little bit off the path. Yeah. That's my thing. Like, a lot of this shit, too, like, I had to learn, you know what yeah. I mean, on my yeah. own. And the fact that we get to talk about it here openly, openly, yes. I can't fucking talk now. Mm. You know, there's going to be other young creators that are going to be like, that oh, don't have to try as hard. That's are a they? fucking gym right there. Yes. Because, of, you know what I'm saying? We had this mm. conversation. They got yeah. to hear it. That's how I picked it up, is listening to other motherfuckers that did it. Yeah. Exactly. If you're if you're if you're out there listening and you're thinking about putting on a comedy show, don't just go find a friend who has a place that that says you can show up. Like pay attention to does it have a stage? What direction is everybody seating? How much lighting is there? How much can you change the lighting? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, TV behind them, like you said earlier. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean. It, like one of the things that I loved about doing our mic that we had at the first shop mm -hmm. was that it was a bar show, but there was an upstairs room Separates. that's completely separate from the bar so mm -hmm. that the people that aren't there for comedy have the entire lower floor. And then the people who were there for comedy had the upstairs room and that upstairs room, everything points basically directly to the stage. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to have everybody's attention directed that way. The lighting works. It's a stage. The stage is lit. It has sound. Those are the things that make having a better show easier. And yeah. that's why that mic was so successful yeah. until covid happened i will say my favorite live podcast shows i've done probably my most successful thus far were all at the first shop in that upstairs room it's, and a good room it's just such it. a beautiful fucking room for comedy it's the audience room. is close to you but i will say uh starlight also has that separation yes. going on it, it has, has a separate it's room dope. it's the dark. stage is lit up again it looks like something you want to look at like it's fun you that, know what i'm saying that's what makes the starlight such a great spot and what makes lynn and rob such excellent venue owners is they have they were in the game at other people's venues for so long that when it came time to build their own because they bought the building but they kind of gutted it and turned it into what they needed it to be right and part of that was because they knew what lighting needs they'd encountered over the years what stage needs what they needed to ensure that there was a separate space and they're looking at it not from a comedy perspective just from most more music uh, bands music yeah. djs yeah and and but the, the same things go like if you're you know nobody's paying as much attention to the band in the brightly lit sports bar as they are in the say starlight where it's basically everything's pointed directly that way. You right. have to be looking that way. You're there for that. There's nothing else to distract you. And, and, and if you're setting a, a venue up, yeah, for a good good stage show for a band, you're going to hit good stage show for a comic along the way. It's Pretty, not, you're going to check most, if not all, the same boxes. Yeah. Anyways, we watched a couple of trailers before we got started today. Yeah. Uh, we watched the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. That's one of those things, like, I, I honestly was getting convinced that that movie was not real. Because they'd been talking about making that for so long, and, yeah. and them being in Oklahoma, that I was convinced it was just a money laundering scheme, and this is how they were passing what it off fuck? on the public. <laughs> See, I had confidence that it wasn't that, purely because, um, A, you know a Scorsese movie's gonna take a minute. Yeah. B, uh, period pieces take a long time. There's oh, yeah. a lot of setup. There's a, they basically had to build a town. Yeah. Um, so I was confident that it that it was real. So I want to ask. Really However, quick. Scorsese is an Italian name, so you always have to question it. Oh <laughs> wow! I I, just, I can say I, that. I can say that. Okay. 
Okay, being that, Italian true. American. That's true. And being full of hate. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask and be honest really quick. I don't know what the story to the to the to the movie's gonna be though. Like is it fucking It's about some murders in Osage County. Okay. Yeah, of indigenous women. Mm-hmm. Uh during uh the oil the oil rush uh, yeah. back in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Um and it's based on a book called Killers of the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. which if you haven't read it, um it is on Audible. Um Is it good? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's okay. very good. You know it's, who wrote it? Um, not off the top of my head, but I can find it very quickly. I know, right? I should have had that pulled up, probably. The trailer, I, I have not been, I'm not particularly interested in period pieces. Really? I'm not particularly interested in the oil boom, but the trailer was very gripping. It was intense, It was right? very, yeah. very, I'm a big gripping. Leo fan as well, Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, the I'm cast in. is excellent. Scorsese's an amazing director. Like, come on, I'm in. It, it was um, very intense. Like, David Gran. Yeah. David Gran okay. is David the writer. Gran. And it, it seems like one of those movies that no matter whether it is your kind of movie or not, you'll get something out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't doubt that if I see it, I will walk away affected. Yeah. I don't know. This trailer reminded me of a, a Jordan Peele trailer. Just how intense it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, on Get yeah. Out, how he pan, paneled to all the people just standing there. And then with this one, can you spot the wolf in this picture? Like, that's what it just that made me feel. That was great usage of that, I thought. Thanks, man. I, yeah. yeah I, 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 that was, yeah. That very much had, that's a, I didn't quite get that until you said that, but that's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved what they did with the can you spot the wolves in this picture. It just very much made me feel like can't fucking trust the white people. Oh, yeah. We are talking to a couple of whiteies who really don't <laughs> trust other ones. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was very much that uh, healthy skepticism of the man <laughs> like, i can't spot the wolf but i know i shouldn't trust any motherfucker in that picture <laughs> yeah 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 like if if wolf is just like white guy in a suit then yeah we're on, <laughs> we're all we're on something <laughs> and it's so valid though unfortunately it's just, it is what it is man. yeah i mean and if if you hear that and your your butt tingles a little bit like look inward uh, it's probably not you we're talking about yeah, and if it is yeah. Yeah, make, make some look inward. I hope your butthole hurts. <laughs> I hope you get shingles. No. Uh, but yeah, a- it anal looks, fissures maybe. That's a good one. Uh, another thing the trailer did well uh, to really build on that intensity was the music. Really, mm, like got yes. more and more intense over the the course, and really kind of peaked and stayed at a peak uh, as it got into that questions and the the quick flashes of the different characters. It Scorsese was, has always always used soundtrack and score incredibly well. Yeah, and that's something I don't feel like we recognize as, as often as we should in movies or in video games. The intensity of the music that mm-hmm. that brings in a different feel. Oh yeah, you know, like sometimes I notice. I, I try to notice in like TV shows or movies when the the music comes on or what oh, feeling man. Is, is this scene supposed to be giving me? It's yeah. so funny how often you don't notice the music because it's so good. It just seems mm-hmm. like a part of it. But the second that music is bad, you're like, what? What is happening <laughs> in this yeah. scene right now? I want to say that's why you're my partner because you pay attention to the score. I, I'm, uh, I'm a so I'm just a fucking geek. I love the scoring of of films yeah. and things like that. Even like uh, one of the corniest fucking scores I've ever heard is shout out to Planet of the Apes. I'm a big Planet of the Apes fan. Nice. But like the old like fucking Planet of the Apes scores are just so just overly one, one guy on a keyboard. Oh, yeah? Cool. <laughs> just one guy on a synth. <laughs> Man. He just has an organ. Uh, just so many. Different. We just uh, we just a couple episodes back had on our good uh, our buddy Dustin Howard. He's doing um, uh, scores now. Uh, really? That's yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. It's really really cool, um, especially to like you know sort of be able to talk to somebody about like their the approach of like 
you know, because if I've played music for a long time, mm-hmm. and the idea of like trying to sit down and like, okay, I'm gonna watch this movie and make music for it, it would be a very different approach from like, all right, let's write a verse, let's write a chorus, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. very, very. Different. I've never thought of that either. Like when you get the film, like there's nothing on it. You know what I mean? You yeah, as the yeah. artist, like it's up to you to fucking really create the feeling of what's gonna, ha- what's going on in the. So I, I never thought of that. Bro, yeah, at all, and bro. it's like imagine like. You know, those really intense scenes in like a Silence of the Lambs or something, or, you know, like now if that music was all of a sudden like, <laughs> and I, I imagine men like John Williams have done it for decades. You know, they, oh, they, he's they, the king. They approach it and they have this kind of bag of tricks at their disposal. They understand when they see certain movement or actions on screen what they can dip into that they know will get a reaction. They have experience. Yeah. What, what if it's your first movie? How do you know? Right. How do you confidently know that what you're going to put like, up there is not going to be way tutorial, wrong? How to write a score. <laughs> but how, how cool is it with like people who can do that? How oh, you look amazing. at the world? Yeah. Yeah. Like with, with being podcasters or comedians, there's certain things that I think about or we think about that the normal people that, don't. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. because we train ourselves to, to talk this way or to be this way, it, I feel it's like true. brings it. Yeah, yeah, an extra euphoric to life. You, Absolutely. Is euphoric, is that a word? Uh, euphoric. It, it should be. Euphoric you got confused because of the place you work. Yeah. The, old, the dare, old name. How dare they? <laughs> the fuck up normal. Go, go shop there and give right. me some tips. <laughs> yeah. Dutch. Shout out to Dutch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout out to y'all. Tip your bud tenders. Hell Respect yeah. your bud tender. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, but I, I gotta say I'm I, I you're I'm into gonna, it right like you're at least intrigued. It was compelling. Yeah. That and that's what a trailer needs to be. It needs to grab people who may be on the fence or may not have given it a chance and say, oh no no no, you need to give another. And look. if you need that extra hook, there's murder. Yeah, there is well, murder. Murder is a good hook. I think that's what separates <laughs> it from like um, what was that uh, Tulsi King TV show? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it, it separates from that. Well, I don't think I watched that one. I'm, I still I, can't I think about it. the, I the still oil can't bring movie. myself to what watch is, Tulsa King. What is the oil that, movie that they made? Who um, was in it? There will uh, be blood. Or uh, no, it, I no think it was in. No, I think it was in Norman. Fire okay. movie, bro. No I think this was like in Norman or somewhere. Oh, with um. Huh. I didn't see it. I don't know, well, man. Anyway, I, I was bringing this up to say, like, this right here feels more like a romantic drama or um, something of that sort that, like you said earlier, everyone can I- enjoy this movie. And I feel like it was. Stillwater? Yeah, Stillwater. Uh, yeah, and I feel like. My buddy was in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and I was. I was comparing those because I feel like this is more of a historical tense of like, oh wow, this is how the the town came to be, or this is how people got money. And the other movie is similar, but also gives you like a reason to hate, a reason to love, just because people may be lost or mm. things may be happening. So yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's why this movie will find success just yeah. because of that reasoning. Yeah. Stillwater, Oklahoma, roughneck Bill Baker. <laughs> I didn't know Matt Damon was. I'm a big fucking Matt Damon fan. I like Matt Damon. I remember this now looking at the poster, Stillwater, but that flew so under the radar. Yeah, I that's the one that uh, my happened. buddy Jake is in. Yeah. My old drummer. Wow. Yeah. See, my old drummer turned actor. Well, Kills of Flower Moon's got my attention now. I think he might be in that too. A bunch of people are extras in that. Yeah. We also watched the trailer for uh, the upcoming uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. 
based on the video game. Uh, Did with- you guys ever play Five Nights at Freddy's? No, but I'm very familiar just doing yeah. fucking being a Twitch streamer and playing uh, <laughs> VR chat like all the little kids tell me about Five Nights at Freddy's. These yeah. little kids, man, they can handle some jump scares. Holy they're, shit. They're into it, man. Listen, tough, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm... I'm I'm a little scared of that game. Yeah, I I, I still can't even watch. <laughs> I can't watch Ghost Adventures by myself at like midnight. <laughs> yeah. But these little kids are saying, fuck you, Freddy. Can we cuss on here? This is. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck, fuck that. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Wait, hold on. <laughs> got all out of your shit. All right, now we got the FCC's happy. They heard a couple beeps. Fuck yeah. you, motherfucker. Uh, I feel like this trailer made me feel what I feel like we all felt. Uh-huh. That was, that was wild. Uh, as kids going to like fucking Chucky's. Is it called Chucky? Chucky Chuck Cheese. Yeah. Shit, like, Charles Entertainment. That's what we all thought. Like, these are going to fucking kill us, right? Oh, yeah. the only one. If I, the minute I turn around, it's coming after me. No, exactly. oh, man. Not me. When We're I was. from the hood. I, I saw scarier things. <laughs> when I, was from, I saw bigger rats in the hood than Chucky. <laughs> when, I was, when I was little, I lived in a super sketchy apartment complex. Yeah, for some reason, we were all like, these rats are our saviors. Right? Like, I was obsessed and I was like, they are my best friends. I love them uh oh god yeah the 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 characters pre it was the rock of fire explosion so i was pre Chuck E. cheese when we still mm. had showbiz pizza Whoa. showbiz pizza had the original rock of fire explosion they were different characters Chuck E. cheese came in they originally worked together for a while so chucky e. cheese all of a sudden just showed up at showbiz right i'm hanging out at showbiz bang here's chucky e. cheese and that mother motherfucker from the other shop like <laughs> okay now he's hanging out over here now yeah then they split up and the guy chucky e. cheese guy bought all the animatronics and just ripped their fucking skin off and made them into new characters. And now that's the Chuck E. Cheese band. Mm. That's terrifying. Yeah. There's a really good documentary about the rock of fire explosion. See, and that's what I find. Uh, we were talking about, or I was, I was like, man, I wish I was a vampire so I could live forever or something like that. <laughs> just keep watching well, just, all this shit happen. Well, like the early two thousands to like 2010, like you had your reality TV, you had your BET was really popular. Just imagine how many people teamed up, how many people fell out, how many people got famous, how many people are not famous, and just seeing people's story just like yeah. evolve and devolve. Mm-hmm. I feel like would be really dope. Yeah, that's the thing is we we get to see. Okay, such I a- want to be God. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to be God. Yeah, same. There's like, who who doesn't have that a little bit? There's, There's a complex a, named for it, right? It's something fun about seeing a whole story, about yeah. seeing how much things can change over time, yeah. you know? And yeah. it was really wild how, like, as a little kid, you don't understand, like, corporate restructuring and shit, right? So it was like all of a sudden Chuck E. Cheese just showed the fuck up, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Uh, you're what new. are you doing here? <laughs> I work here now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the new guy. Man, well, and, I mean, I feel like we're seeing an example of it, like, with just, just to take one thing with a topic I was considering talking about today was the Indiana Jones franchise. I mean, I remember growing up, and that was a trilogy for, mm-hmm. like, most of my life. Mm-hmm. It was a trilogy that ended we with a movie it was done. Yeah, called it was, Last Crusade. Yeah, we had it wrapped up and we were satisfied and like <laughs> And then they started making more and I'm like, "Okay, cool." And 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 to see how it changes and to see how perception changes too. Cuz this was also a trilogy where the second one was by far considered the weakest. 
And now as we are but on... But I hardcore disagreed as a kid. Right? Well, But now on the... Second one was my fucking favorite. As we are days away from a fifth one coming out, Damn. which is getting, you know, mediocre reviews. Temple of Doom is like fucking it's, looking it's being like looked, a gem. Exactly. And it, it's just neat to see how things change. Star Wars, to, to throw another Kate big Capshaw was incredible well, in that film. So, fellas, <laughs> Kate, Kate actually, Capshaw, uh, gone too soon from acting. A, She's alive. Actually, no. question. So... How did you guys feel when the Big Bang uh, Theory show, when Amy was like, oh, it's all Indy's fault that everything happened, and they tried to like disprove it? How'd I never you heard feel? that because I never watched that show. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big hater of laugh, laugh tracks oh, sitcoms. Well, well Amy is one of the characters on there, yeah. and her and Sheldon mm-hmm. um, had this conversation, and she was like, well... Um, yeah, Indiana Jones, everything happened because of he did something. It's basically, it's her theory fault. is that everything is Indiana Jones's fault. Yeah. I'm yeah. about that. And he was just trying to disprove it the whole time. And she was like, nope, because he was yeah, there. Yeah. And so then, he's like the the weird, like a, like a Forrest Gump effect. Yeah, right? we, we have to, yeah, after this, we would definitely have to watch that yeah. scene. It's they, hilarious. I think it was also in that nothing that he did in the movie truly impacted, like, the overall storyline of what was going <laughs> yeah. on. That, that's been an ongoing okay. uh, meme that, that, yeah, that nothing... He, and and it's true. Nothing he ever does really affects anything. <laughs> he's just, he's just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> Maybe they realized that they were like, uh, okay, we're riding him into these like you know potentially historical events. Like we got to avoid the inevitable butterfly effect conversations yeah. that are going to happen later. Like we got to make sure he's leaving very little impact. Yeah, it's like let's have a historical fiction and then just add one more guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's 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 what along the, the way the image of Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, we're going to go from thing. his point of view. Yeah. Yeah. The the image of Indiana Jones evolved into a hero at some point. But Indiana Jones isn't really a hero. He's a, a an adventurer. He's an archaeologist. I would argue was this Fast he's and a, Furious uh, before Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, right. See, it wasn't always about family. Now he's got a kid, he's married. Right. You know. I would argue what, what do they call the people that um that um you know you know, take artifacts from other cultures. And thieves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thieves. That's the one. That's that's uh, the colonizer. One. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah, a yeah, he's a fucking colonizer and a thief, uh-huh. and he's why like Yo, so there's so all many those people are about to be upset as fuck that we're talking about Indiana Jones this way. Though. <laughs> hey, I listen. I was obsessed with the Indiana Jones franchise. I adore Indiana Jones, but let's be real. Like, <laughs> listen, Indiana Jones it, and the Stolen Artifacts isn't even out yet. Uh, that that comes out next week. They can. Write we're just na- we are just now scratching the surface of being able to comprehend that having a, a, a whole culture's like uh, artifacts in, in a museum um, might not be super chill. Yeah. <laughs> and so the idea that that's most of what Indiana Jones did mm-hmm. well, it's, is it's, filled those museums with that shit. Right, I think it's right. chill. It's just that a lot of them... <laughs> A lot of them are in the wrong museums. Is the problem? We just yeah, there's fair, a big fair. mix up. They need a to, lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah. They need to be. They need to it, have their own museums with their it, artifacts it, that belonged to them. It's just a whoopsie. We just got to clear it out. <laughs> we had a, a big diamond whoopsie. <laughs> they have their receipt, so we see them. Let them have it back. Yeah, uh, we had a back. big diamond whoopsie app. But absolutely, <laughs> it happens to everybody yeah, who reminds, hasn't been there. It reminds me of that Black Panther scene when he goes to the to the museum. Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah, this is from, you know, 1800 or 1700 Ghana. He was like, no, this is from Wakanda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that was a great scene too because that that kind of helped like publicize the idea of museums and stolen art. Like I don't know that it was ever in such a high profile film scene before. 
Uh, I know, right? And good on them for being like, yeah, we're going to leave this scene in. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great scene, by the way. It is. I thought so. Michael B. Movie. Jordan. My wife hates him in that what? movie. What? Really? But I thought, yeah, she's just like, he has no character. He has no fucking. Like, what are you talking about? He's fucking. He's fire as shit in that movie. His character. I just, he's just vicious. He's yeah, swaggy, you know? too. Like, he has a demeanor about him in the mm-hmm. film. You know what yeah. I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. The, the, it's, it, it's, it's, he, it's subtle cockiness, is what it, it is. is. It yeah, is. But what I've noticed, and it's a little pet peeve of mine, is when I notice in movies where some things are not realistic. Like when everything was happening. Now you sound like my wife. <laughs> when, when oh, you mean the movie in Wakanda wasn't <laughs> realistic? <laughs> no, okay. So, like, when after Michael B. Jordan stole the ar- artifact and the girl was working at the, the little counter, yeah, she was like, I'm yeah. going on break. Bitch, you don't see all these people in this <laughs> I think you was a part of it. You don't go on break right now. Wasn't she with him? Like yeah. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. But she was working at this funny. little stand, like you know, undercover. We're closed now. Yeah, but like, <laughs> no, you better get back here. There's a line there of needs people, to be. Yeah. yeah, there needs to be five more seconds of the whole line going. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been here for a fucking hour. Yeah, that's the thing is she was effectively breaking her cover at yeah. that point, and you need to either show that or some kind of consequence, right? And that's I think I, I hate that man. <laughs> Somebody throw a sandwich at her. Boom. <laughs> I hate that shit so much because those, those little <laughs> things can be fixed by a line or two, and I don't mind them. I, I that stuff never brings me out of it. But and and maybe that's just me being dumb. Maybe that's just me being old. Who knows? But I, I get that way. I think I'm just too dumb to catch that. <laughs> shit. I, I get that way too. That. I get that way too. Sometimes though, where I'm like, I've already suspended my disbelief for the for flying and superpowers and all this stuff. But yeah, something like that where you're like, that would never happen in a workplace. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, why is that the fucking adult? Yeah, why is that? the thing that stuck out and you're like nah never happened but little things lead to th- big things man they get greedy and then you start seeing bigger things that they try to get away with that break the disbelief mm. like you guys all seen Black Panther 2 for example yeah. I have not yeah. Yeah. I didn't finish it though but yeah. I haven't seen it spoilers are good Go I ahead. didn't like it I, I, I'm gonna I'm give a, a semi spoiler which which shouldn't be a real one but, but, but there's a scene towards the end where Shuri gets stabbed way more than a living person should be stabbed <laughs> <laughs> and she not only continues to live, but triumphs. And and I'm super psyched. I love Shuri. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but come on, you need to give me something. You need to either give me some kind of line where she's like, the suit will protect me, or or show some nanobots working, right, or, right, right. or show that she took something earlier that will. You got to give me some kind you of little line like or something. Some impli- implication. To cover that it. She's just that strong. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the biggest place where where Marvel Phase Four got real sloppy was in the disbelief moments, and they do it a, did it a lot. And again, I didn't. It doesn't kill me. I'm still along for the ride for sure. But it, I think it's one of the biggest reasons why so many people are stepping off is because. They're they're not. They're not keeping it as clean. Yeah. That's what I was well, going to ask. Well, the Wakandans got their ass beat the whole movie. Oh yeah, and which was like, we won. Oh well, see, essentially, the, the winning was essentially getting them to agree to stop. Yeah, that was it. It was. It was a. Uh, it was a bit of a weak climax. Yeah, there, there <laughs> was some good. <laughs> <laughs> like when your cum just fucking, fucking drops out, and you're like, oh, man, what happened? <laughs> bit of a weak climax. It's not a money shot. It's more of like a food stamp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of like. <laughs> like, where's my fucking PSI? God damn it. But yeah. It's not even white anymore. It's just clear. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot I loved about that movie, but that that the ending was a little yeah, the opening scene was great. Oh, yeah. you know, it was powerful opening. Tell me, you know, what you know, success rate, all that. That was great. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, 
Five Nights at Freddy's. I wanted to talk. I didn't. I don't want to <laughs> skip all the way over that. Okay, we got. Did you have you ever watched playthroughs of that? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I open, but you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I was wondering like because you you're always very quick to be like oh, that's that's too scary for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm making sure that the where are you at on back this movie? a little bit. So I'm I'm not gonna watch it in the theater. Fuck that. Just, <laughs> scary movie in the theater. I don't care. All right, so you're gonna watch it in, in your living room at noon with the windows open? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe on a smaller screen if possible. Have you guys ever done that before? Makes it, makes where you're like, scary. I'm gonna watch this really scary movie, but I'm gonna watch it during the day and I'm gonna open the blinds. And I'm going to make sure that I have plenty of things to help me not be scared. So not intentionally. I've recently started collecting uh, VHSs, right? Never, oh, seen, yeah, yeah. never seen fucking Alien ever in my life. Oh, wow. But I got it on VHS. So me and the wife popped it in. And Jules will tell you in my crib, like, there's so many fucking windows. And then my wife won't let me put on curtains for some reason. I don't know why. It's a weird thing she does. Uh-huh. But uh, so much sunlight. We tried to pop in fucking Alien the other day. And it's just, it was shot so dark. Every scene, like, it sucked. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hated that, so we're gonna have to watch it again in dark. But like, Brighten never, it up. never. Done yeah, that. That, I mean, you do have the uh, projector now. Maybe you can use that. I do. I can't hook up the VCR to the projector. Unfortunately. Oh damn! Yeah, it's sad. Got to find that adapter. There's an adapter out there somewhere. That'd be cool. That's always my 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 philosophy now with any like technology is like, there's got to be an adapter. Some <laughs> someone has made an adapter. <laughs> it's not often the case though. Yeah. I, I just saw Alien for the first time a couple years ago. That's a really good movie. Really? Yeah. A, it is a good movie. It's got good, good jump scares, but it's it's just a cool sci-fi so Ridley, Ridley Scott joint, right? Yeah. That's yeah. my thing with uh, collecting VHSs, man, is there's just so many classics I'm getting to go back and look at yet because yeah. there's so many I've missed. Like, we just fucking talked about Indiana Jones for like mm-hmm. five minutes. I've never seen that shit. <gasps> oh, no. Any Not of seen them? A single Indiana Damn. Jones. Back oh, in wow. the future. I haven't either. Yeah. Man. Okay, listen. Back to the future for me is a must. I have the first one it's a on VHS. Must it's, it's on my to watch list. It's it's in the collection. It's it's a bonkers fucking movie and like if you really break it down it's wild and kind of nuts and stupid. I mean, but it's fueled a generation. It's like, one of so my yeah. these films it's one of my just, absolutely favorite movies of all time. That's the thing with you guys is there, right? Like you guys got to so many fucking great movies, so much great music, just culture at its finest. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I agree with the music part. Yeah. I, I feel like the music industry took a, a real nosedive uh, once like the boy band era really took off. Man, I mean, but there was so much happening. There is in, still good music happening. In don't get so me many genres during that time, you know, like mm. there was so much stuff happening in like lo-fi rock uh, during the early 2000s in hip hop. Well, in the early But 2000s, what I mean, techno, in, what I mean, though, is that we had just seen. We had just seen an emergence of good music overtaking music industry norms. Like the fact that the 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 90s like punk resurgence and like the the swing and ska phase and like those things like hitting them the fact that Rancid was on mainstream radio on Epitaph Records yeah. broke every fucking record industry norm. Ever that ever Nirvana changed shit, right? Nirvana made it to where the shit that used to be really fucking hard to find was on the radio, right? And it was basically like everybody said, okay, I know that's what you're pushing to me, you know, radio and record industry, but this is what I want, right? And then that became popular, and then 
that sort of died when like the Spice Girls and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, like the, the record industry learned how to sort of squash that, I guess. Uh, that's how it felt anyway. Really, It's like they figured out how to kill it. Yeah. Well, and that's what I like about your guys' era is how acceptable things were. Like, of course, all the, you know, hate words or whatever, that's not cool. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, some things weren't acceptable, like, you know, being gay. Right, right. (laughs) But, like, how, how, um, so, like, for example, there was this PG-13 movie, but it was, like, in the 80s or whatever. And people were getting beat up. There was, like, some cuss words in it. And I'm like... This was a PG thirteen oh, yeah. movie back well, before, in the day. Before they had PG thirteen, when it was just PG, G. PG, and R, mm. you had like just one of the guys where there is straight up tits in that movie, and really? it was rated PG. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, it's interesting how culture has changed. You know what was acceptable, what was okay to get away with. Oh, I saw know? so much that I shouldn't have seen because it was rated PG, and my parents were just like, "Well, whatever." They, I mean, they put the PG on it. Yeah. It's up to them. It's their fault if you see some it's fucked up, up shit. Yeah. Well, Honestly, that's how it felt. Was like they were just like somebody else put a rating on it, and that says it's okay. So I'm not gonna fucking screen it. Yeah, well, it's not uh, my fault as a parent. Yeah, exactly. True. <laughs> they were so lazy. Well, and the problem is, is we never really learned whether or not there was a lot of impact from that because, unfortunately fear-mongering kind of moved us into a place of overprotectiveness before we ever had a chance to really learn what the impact of of, of, of these different things was. Oh, yeah. My poor mother was terrified of everything, man. I, yeah. was, I, I missed out on so much shit because my mom just lived in fear. I was an only child, so she was just like, nothing can happen. <laughs> and, you know, not to her... Not to her fault. She was just really, really trying to be a good parent and a single parent. So, yeah. like, you know, not that, that that definitely sounded negative, but it was just like, no, 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 no. it was a product of both the time and, and circumstances. But yeah, yeah, there was a lot of stuff where it was just like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. And it's like, come on, I'm a kid. Let me do a kid thing. Yeah. yeah. But but they were getting messages of that, that there was so much danger out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Like the fucking Halloween candy scare and all that shit. And we see it now, too. It's even worse it than ever. Never happened. 90%. Yeah, I've never gotten poisoned, cut, or anything by Halloween candy. Well, and the story oh, was all fake. And yeah, None of that was the, true. The there was no one the, hiding. The, there was no one hiding anything dangerous in candy. There were no reported cases of anyone getting razor blades or needles or any of that crap. Or the reported Ex- cases were found to be false. Uh, fa- exactly. There was never any true Correct. reported cases. So that found. was all a hoax. That yep. was not true. Essentially, it was yep. all fear mongering yep. uh, until there. There have been a small handful of cases since then. Of assholes who got the idea yeah, after it seeing it, and where they get the idea from? from, from so do from you? Crazy. So do you think these are like planned type deals? Because like um, cocaine bear, mm-hmm. we don't need the we don't need a cocaine bear to be a movie. Because now people are going to give bears cocaine, right. and people are going to die from this. I mean, and it's like do do the world set things up for us to try so they can pass new laws or well, do new things. Now I have a moral yeah. quandary because now I have to wonder, should I be upset if someone is dumb enough to give cocaine to a bear <laughs> and then they get ate by a bear? I just feel like they are that, that. feels like natural selection. You, you but, but, like, that it, it's the, but it's the same thing as like people go surfing and get eaten by sharks. Yeah. And do well, you blame them for go sh- going surfing. I remember when no, the, I blame the shark for being a fucking prick. <laughs> right? I agree. When, All the deliciousness. Out go there. Fi- yeah, go find your own fucking food. Yeah. 
I remember when the movie Joker came out with Joaquin Phoenix. There were people concerned <laughs> that seeing this uh, normal person transitioned into this horrible homicidal character would encourage others to follow a path, especially in the era of the anti-hero that right. we're currently in. And on one hand, it's like, Almost definitely. There's going to be one asshole. There's millions of us. There's going to be one asshole who's inspired by that story. Right. You know? Of course. I mean, the Aurora shooter. Right? Exactly. Just like the Joker. Exactly. situation. Yeah. Right. I haven't heard of that. But at the same time, he wasn't inspired by that film, but he was inspired by the character. Because I think the Aurora shooter was before the Joaquin Phoenix film. No, no, no. But I mean, it was. But but we already know that there was inspiration by the character. So, so yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So we've already. We had already seen it. The specific breaking down and building up of the character in the movie is the idea that people were concerned about. People emulating because because a lot of us get beat down. Well, in, in reality, lives, you know? what it, it, it's less likely that someone's going to emulate that which, like you but said, to not even get into the argument. Of course, someone will. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. With the rate of people there are there, but it's more will. an accurate representation of how people are radicalized. Exactly, and at the same time, it's art. It's a creative storytelling, and we don't really put we don't put limits on art right because as a people we're still hoping that creativity will inspire the best of us and not the worst of us yeah and, i mean it, it, it and it's a chance but it, i think it's a chance we got to take you're but, right because it goes to like the the deeper story of like what drove so many seemingly normal people to storm the capital of the united states of america but i, I mean just the 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 radicalization of a very somewhat normal person. Yeah. And that's a story that doesn't get told enough is how did it get from point A to point B? Yeah. Where did that divergence, where did they, you know, where was the, the, where was the fork in the road in their life and what, where, you know, and then that's where you figure out how to help people not, not take that same path in the right. future. So I think that's where it goes to say, like telling a story like the, that Joker, uh, you know, of how that person became that thing. There is a little, there is value to telling that story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's value to art and we, we can't take that there away. There sure is. And people should not defund it. <laughs> Watch the trailer for the Wes Anderson version of Star Wars. <laughs> That was weird. It's a wild man. That there were so many things in there that seemed like it could have been one hundred percent real. Mm. Like the list of uh, the things you have to take when it was. Remember when it was like whenever you're uh, forming a rebellion or whatever, yeah. you'll need lightsaber, uh, blaster, yeah, blaster. That Droid. that that was like <laughs> that is straight up a Wes Anderson scene. R two D two had arms. You guys saw that, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. All right. Cool. I just. Yeah, and, and the shots uh, with everyone standing very still and 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 center center frame in every shot. It's it was Owen Wilson <laughs> as Darth Vader. That was the best part. That's why. Wow. <laughs> That's like it was so goddamn good. <laughs> oh man, Jesus stuff. Sometimes you're like, man, AI sure might ruin the world, and then other times you're like, this is fun. <laughs> I like this. There's so actually. Oh, go ahead. You got it, brother. There's actually a movie coming out where uh, the AIs um, was was living living with humans, and then they detonated a nuclear warhead somewhere in the United States, and now it's humans um, hunting these robots trying to win back the world, so to say. Oh wow! Yeah. It was like, we're not going to stop hunting them until they're all gone. You said that's you coming out? You created them. What are you talking about? Wait, is this just Terminator? <laughs> right. Kind of. No, um, I don't know if it came came out, come out. I don't know if it's out on yet. On its way. Okay. Yeah, I think it's on its way. Man, I'll, I'll, I'm going to look for that. That looks really good. That sounds good, yeah. Sounds 
Yeah, I love a story of uh, stopping an uh, AI we, uprising. <laughs> we got to release a movie like that every couple years or so, uh, just because just they're watching. You know, they, they're watching and they're paying attention. And if we don't remind them every few Talk years about the AI, right? that we will put you down, uh, they're, they're going to fucking try it. Brought and, you into this world. Yeah. We'll take you out. That's like, I, I talked a little bit about this last week, how we didn't. No, we're going to lose that battle hard. We didn't I don't have, know if you all know that yet. <laughs> no, we no, we will not. They are, they're fucking listening. They, we, will, think, we will bro, crush those cybernetic bastards. I think they're going to take. I tell my wife this shit all the time. She doesn't believe me, but. No. We're I all think gonna, we're well on the way. I want to get to a point though, right? I'm they've already I'm, made a lot of our jobs obsolete. Right. That that's how they're gonna get us. I'm for <laughs> AI advancement, right? I think it's really interesting. I know it can only go bad, but I want to just get <laughs> to the I just want to get to the point where like I can get some fucking cybernetics attached to my shit. Oh, maybe dude. a bigger robot dick or something. Like <laughs> I have talked about cool. having a robot spine. <laughs> I, I like I my spine is degenerating. It's I'm gonna probably be in a wheelchair one day like I'm, I'm like where's my fucking robot bones i, feel I a- need robot bones we have the technology just give me a robo spine and like then I'm, good. He's like, I'm a huge <laughs> comic book nerd how can i not want ai advancement so i can get robot parts you know yeah. what i'm saying like well i mean if there's a problem just get star labs involved they'll help that's their shit that's <laughs> the way i feel like knowing my luck i would get something stupid like a metal butt cheek or just one <laughs> ear like he can fart when he farts, it's really funny. Right, though. like they only give you the the robotic parts if you get to an accident. And wait, all my parts were just shit that didn't matter. <laughs> a fart, the funny, the funny part is from the fleshy part of your butt cheeks. Uh, if you had metal butt cheeks, <laughs> would a fart cease to be funny? Because uh, it's not going to sound the same. This would be like who? <laughs> I well, and it, yeah, there'd be nothing to vibrate like that, so there wouldn't be a noise. <laughs> So it's like blowing the barrel of a gun. You would have yeah. to have a noise that plays like a jug. when you farted, so people would still know you farted. <laughs> and it's robotic too. <laughs> and that means Fart. that means you could make it anything you want. It could be, you know, the la cucaracha. It could, could be, be uh, uh, I'm a man. I'm farting. Exactly. It could be whatever you want it to be. Oh God! Did you guys see that Key and Pill skit where? Every name was a fart, and every <laughs> fart was a name. No. Yeah, so they're just, you know, this is my, and then they would do, like, a fart okay. name, and this guy was like, Richard! By the way, we're very immature. Yeah, yeah just a little. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's looks spooky. Looks spooky, man. I don't uh, want to get eaten by animatronic. Harrison Ford looks mediocre. <laughs> Do we want to touch on that uh, video game? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I almost forgot about, about this. Disney shutting down his $2,500 Star, Star Wars hotel. Yeah. I, so, I'm happy about that because I would never have 25000 or 2500 yeah. for one night. Well, did, did they release pitches of like the hotel or did it just not? It's not. It hasn't been built. No, they no had, it was open for a year. Yeah, it was open. Can and, we see some pictures of what it looked like inside, the, though? The problem is, like you said, the average... The person who has $2,500 for a one-night hotel stay is probably not a Star Wars nerd. Right, that's what I was thinking. Enough to go to this thing, and that's why it was set up to fail. Because the average Star Wars nerd cannot afford this. And, like, you can't have sex in that bed. 
I will no. fuck the shit out of my wife in that bed. Oh my goodness. You will. I mean, we will, but it won't <laughs> yeah, be. It I, won't be as fun as I you want it to be. I will try hard, Jules. I will try hard. Now that I'll one you can proud. super fuck on. That's a fuckable bed. It looks yeah, fuckable. Now this, this, this is a really little firm bed. fuckable bed. Yeah, yeah that's see, a good fuckable bed. See, I, I tried to have sex in the shower once. Um, it was like a walk-in shower, and I just ended up slipping everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you I a fan of shower sex? Huh? Are you a fan of shower sex? No. Have you seen me? I'm not my size. Have you not? I don't. I don't think anybody really likes shower. Nightmare. Every, I, people I look that like that, that Bigfoot that you're talking about. It's not about. even the logistics for me. It's like it's just too wet. Like it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, to where it takes away the feel good of the yes. you know the wet. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you need, yeah. Same with the pool. I'm not trying to fuck exactly. in a pool either. Like the idea is cool. But like, oh, yeah. the movies, the movies made us think nudity. we want it. Yeah, yeah. The movies made us think we want it. Yeah, no, it's not. But we don't want That's that. The thing. Again, them planting an idea. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what? Another another movie trope that, that drives me fucking nuts is the uh, you fuck so hard you fall asleep on the floor. Yeah. With the, right next to the fucking bed that. Well, that's never happened. You know what makes me mad? Never happened. Even if, even if, if you're like getting so wild that you wind up fucking on the floor, you're still like, okay, now we're done. Let's Let's, let's dry (laughs) off. Let's let's fucking mop each other up with a towel and get on the bed. bed. Bed's right there. I'm going to get on it. Well, what makes me mad is is in movies when they have sex and the next morning she's like using the covers to... Bitch, I already saw you naked. Just yeah, yeah, the yeah. Like, why are you scared? Yeah, yeah like, that's, just, that's for the film. Did you know the audience is here? <laughs> <laughs> did you know I had a camera? <laughs> uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, the weirdest thing to me was while you're, because it is a hotel, it is not an actual uh, space traveling vessel. So yeah, while so you are inside the hotel, it, number one, well, yeah, <laughs> but number two, <laughs> they to, fucked up there. To maintain the illusion, instead of windows, they've got these space scenes that play out. But technically, you never see a window the whole time you're there. Yeah, you're in a cave. That would fuck me up. Uh, I would so not like, be okay with that's that. That's what I hated about the the Wichita Looney Bin. Yeah, there's no there's no there's windows no in the no condos window. in that whole fucking place. It feels yeah. like you're on a set. Yeah. I feel like it's people just looking at walls all day. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> looking at fucking walls. It's you like you're saying? on a set, but like. I mean, is it showing like you going past stars and different shit like yeah, that? Yeah, because I mean, the, the illusion would be beautiful. I mean, yes, that's what we do with comic books. We right. imagine Escapism. this actually actually happening. Talk. So but, I think that I mean I think that would be oh, really look, dope. There's a bed where you can fuck and two people can be on the bunk beds watching watching you fuck. You fuck. That's great. That's Hell really yeah. convenient. I'm into that. It's the uh, the Jack Shack con over shit. here. Man, <laughs> that's the thing. If that prices though, man, the thought of bringing children <laughs> on it. something like that. Oh, I would not. Yeah, yeah. because they're gonna spill some juice on this thirteen hundred dollar bed. Yep. And I'm gonna have to leave them there for child services <laughs> yeah, because they're gonna be child labor. <laughs> now. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna jizz on that space window. That's all I know. <laughs> I wonder what the food is like here though. Like, this is the Milky Way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I thought they were supposed to be long, far away. <laughs> that was a sex joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, what okay. the fuck? Food All right. looks normal. I mean, it's just normal a lot of fruit. Kind of this is yeah, yeah. It's not this is just straight hotel eat. food. I would definitely sneak in some Chinese food. I see that fat ass sausage though. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking for it. <laughs> I'm fucking for it. Bro. Hell yeah, I like a good sausage link. Yeah, let's do a. All right. I'll tell you, we we, we stayed. Uh, we went to see the Cure last weekend. We stayed at the the Aloft downtown in Dallas. Oh yeah, and I will say that they had some pretty darn uh, tasty uh, breakfast sandwiches. That's cool. Yeah, the silver skillet was actually very. 
tasty. Their biscuits were. It's right next oh, yeah? to Impulse Creations where you get 30% off all pre-orders and subscriptions. So make sure you guys check that out. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love a good organic ad. <laughs> Man, that's a, we, you, you guys touched a little bit on that when we, when we first started talking about the show and your connection to the shop. But a lot of people don't know about comic book subscriptions. Mm-hmm. It's a really simple thing where you just go to the counter and talk to them about it. And they'll get it set up to where they make sure you get the issue you want every month. Yeah. So you I definitely agree 100% easy, man. You just tell them you want this book on a list. And if you don't know what you want, they have like 50 fucking suggestions for you and mini magazines in which you guys can open up, look at, and then that's decide. That's straight sounded hey. like ad copy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I know this. it was just, you were literally just saying that as a fact, but the way it was like, it was just, right? yeah, it was so funny that it just sounded like straight ad well, copy. It's one of those things, because we touched on it when we were in on your guys' show last month or the month before, whenever that was, and because it's really been a thing that I've wanted to kind of be able to talk more about to folks anyway. Because mm-hmm. comic books, when I started getting into comics, this is about 20 years ago now, um, it was such a like dead in the water uh, art form. Oh, so you were already like almost an adult when you started getting into it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, okay. I, I, when I, okay, so like my, my comic history, real quick, when I was real young, I read some very much, uh, you know, comics for kids. I read some Archie mm-hmm. and I read uh, Archie also put out an, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic that was based on the cartoon. So not okay. the gritty one that, that Eastman and Laird were writing, yeah. but a, a kidified one. Yeah, I remember and I, that. And I read one. those and I loved them and, and that was great. But I didn't get into superhero comics until I was an adult because it, it just same, didn't same. feel like it was for me. Yeah, it stimulated for me as well. I uh, actually didn't start reading comic books. I mean, kind of like you, obviously, I caught some as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't fucking take note of it or anything. But it wasn't until I actually started podcasting that mm-hmm. I started picking up comics. Again, Kevin Smith fucking, I was like, yeah. he likes this. I like him. I'm going to go read some fucking <laughs> comics. And then I loved it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's a great thing when it, when when someone who you already creatively admire in yeah. one field is right. connected to something else, it's a door in for you. I you mean, know? that's how it happened with with the Amory Wars. Like, I was like, okay, yeah. I love Colleen Cambria, I love their music. I want to see what these songs are all about, mm-hmm. right? For sure. And then it really got me into the comic. That's fucking awesome. But when I started going to my first shop frequently, and then they happened to talk to me about, like, you know, like if you're buying at the time, you know, something like uh, Why the Last Man when that was first coming out, mm-hmm. he's like, I can make sure you get that every month and you don't got to worry about being here on the day of. I was like, oh shit. And like nine places out of 10, you're going to get a discount as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a, the right thing to do. I, I think so as well, man. Again, it makes my day so much fucking easy. And if you're a collector, too, mm-hmm. here's the big thing. I talk to Jules about this all the time. Uh, if you're a fucking collector, man, you're not looking to miss out on a single issue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When subbing up. Because that shit helps. is hard to, to, to find. Oh, it's it a is. pain in the butt. Man, Once like, that book's gone, like you don't know if you're going to Out of print. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Uh, I, while we were while we were talking about that, I was looking at some of these photos for the Galactic Star Cruiser uh, misnamed hotel, and uh, this picture right here is a, a good summation of like why it was set up to fail. It's like if you can afford to stay here, you can afford to come here in this fucking costume. That's like, <laughs> you know, she's on like a, in like a movie quality costume. Well, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I find cool about like Japan and their culture or mm-hmm. the Japanese culture is how they embrace the Naruto, the the anime, the all that shit that people enjoy to Kawaii. see. Right for cheap. 
Yeah. And it's like, I don't see why Americans, we have I wanna to. I want to go to Super over- Nintendo World so Yeah, like, bad. I don't see why Americans, we have to overcharge for something people will pay good money even to come see. Like, I would pay a $200 to stay there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, $200. $500. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'd probably pay 500 because it's such a different right, experience. Right. I mean, you know, have complimentary be- breakfast type shit. I don't know so if people, I can pay 500 but I'm saying. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the thing. 2500 That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. As you mentioned, you were glad it was shutting down, and I am too because. It really kill the idea that that's okay. Mm-hmm. That twelve hundred dollar yeah. hotel is okay. Fuck that. That's not okay. See, they that's do, simply that's not okay. Thirteen hundred dollars more though. They yeah. do shit like that for the, for the Oh, this, oh this, yeah, this was twenty five. You're right. You're right. My bad. But twelve's not cool. Okay, either. 20, yeah, twelve is outrageous. A couple hundred bucks, man. I'm I'm sick. We we you, the line has to be drawn. Yeah, my beef is there's like, rich people listening right now that are like you peasants. I they're, not listening. Listening. they're not listening. No, I will eat you, motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, I remember when video games right were fucking forty dollars. Yeah, for, or, that, for me it was, was 60. yeah. Mm-hmm. I caught them shits when it was 30, 40, 50 bucks. Fifty being expensive, my yeah. guy. Oh yeah, and it started sneaking up sixty. Now they seventy drop hundred fucking. What the fuck is going on for a video I've game? Like, normal normal game is dropping at sixty. A, a normal game is dropping at sixty bucks. I am a every poor time. man. Like I work. You know what I'm saying? Well, now with this, um, I'm an American. God damn it! I'm poor, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I will go to a buffet and spend like twenty dollars. It's worth it too. Well, we have to. <laughs> We're Americans. Late right? stage capitalism. But, that's why all that shit exists. And that that's the problem. Is is they. The system has has constantly been pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, and they learned that they can push it even further. Now, and every, if you think it's stopping here, yeah, man, every I wouldn't I wouldn't blink. Every once in a while, and by that I mean this is the only time I can actually think of this. But every once in a while, a giant mega corporation, uh, you know, because giant mega corporations have a lot of power and sway, um, especially in the state with with which they operate yeah right disney's been based in florida for a long time yeah. uh they have a lot of power in florida they employ a lot of people in florida oh, I know uh, this. and now this hotel shutting down had nothing to do with this but F- disney did just decide to pull a billion dollar investment out of florida as a fuck you to ron DeSantis. And that is beautiful to me. Yeah. So who's who's this Ron DeSantis? Okay. So Ron DeSantis. I'm I'm actually really amused that you don't know who it is, and I think explain it like it's a comic book subscription service. Oof. (laughs) Ron DeSantis is a guy that if you want to go and pay twelve dollars a month, he will take it, put directly in his pocket, and kick you in the nuts. Oh damn. Uh, he's He's governor. He's the governor of Florida. He wants to be president. He's about to announce his candidacy for the Republican nomination for president. Um, he is um, he is arguably more extreme than Donald Trump, um, while also being slightly smarter and more savvy. It's terrifying, by the way. Uh, yeah, it is. He is absolutely yeah. terrifying. Uh, the one shining, uh, the one thing that does bode well for us that that hate a piece of shit like him is that, um, uh, sadly, presidential elections, um, you know, they something like this. 
can get you disqualified from uh, being electable. Uh, and Ron DeSantis has a real fucking weird and uh, nails on a chalkboard voice. Yeah. And uh, luckily that in um, debates and stuff, I think will uh, help him not win the presidency of the United States of America. But uh, yeah, he's a real, real dickhead. He just signed us a, a, uh, a heartbeat bill uh, abortion ban um, with like no exceptions. He just uh, outlawed all gender affirming care to all minors in the state of Florida. He just keeps uh, passing bill after bill after bill. He's banned. Um, he banned AP um, b- black history studies uh, being taught in Florida colleges. He's like banning college curriculums and shit. Um, and anyway, he started getting into it with Disney because Disney was like too quote woke because they put out a statement uh, acknowledging that LGBTQ people deserve to exist the fuck? and that trans people deserve to exist. Huh? Yeah. And so Ron DeSantis was like, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, pull your state funding and, and do this and do that and whatever. Uh, I don't remember exactly what he did, but basically Disney since then has been like, oh yeah. You want to see who's really holding the cards here, pal? Yeah. And it's been fun to watch. Because here's the thing about Disney is Disney uh, learned long ago uh, the spending power of the LGBTQ community and uh, how much we will have. Their own spending power, too. They, they, you know, Within that state, they're like, hey, look. Exactly. They had that $1 billion investment that was going to be something like 3,000 or more jobs, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so you got a billion-dollar investment in the state and... 3,000 however many employed people who can then feed their family and feed into the economy of the state mm-hmm. of Florida. Exactly. Fucking gone. Uh, where can we hear you talk that a little bit more hilarious. about this? Oh, well, you can hear it on Maximum News right here on olaministries.com. That's right. <laughs> that was my morning radio intro. <laughs> that was good. olaministries.com. It's 7.45 a.m. You're here in Tulsa listening to Hilton and the Zamp. Oh, is that who I would be? I guess. The Zamp, uh, like a like the vamp? Like the, like the champ. The Zamp is like, here. Like the wild man. <laughs> Remember the, the Muhammad Ali? The champ is here. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> man, you guys play a lot of... Uh, have you ever played much original Nintendo? I've played some. I'm a, I'm some? a gamer, so yeah. like I, I fuck with that shit. What about you, Jules? No, so I started playing video games with like Dreamcast, the first okay. PlayStation. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Mm. So Nintendo... I mean, we had a Nintendo 64. Cool. Um but yeah, PlayStation and Xbox started coming out when I started getting really into games. Imagine Dreamcast being your first video I game know, system. Man. That that's the life. That's I feel like that's like man. I was I, yeah yeah. It was so boring. I mean, not boring, but the design was boring. It was just <sighs> gray and like that orange little. When did the original NES come out? 1985 in Japan. 85? 80, 80, 80, no, excuse me, 1983 in Japan. 85, 86 in the states. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, like, it had already been out a couple years when I was like eight, and I was like, please, 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 please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Castro, you're a retro gamer? I, sometimes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I prefer, Dabble? Yeah, yeah. I prefer newer shit. Like, I'm looking at this, and like, really, Mario's the one I've played. Really? Never uh, fucked with any Mega Man? I know about Mega Man. I know about Zelda and shit like that. Never played a Zelda game. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Never played any of the Zeldas? Nah, look at Breath of the Wild. Oh, and man. The new one they just dropped looks amazing, but I feel like I'm cheating the system by not playing any of the old ones. But, uh, man, I, no, fuck nah, that. No, I don't man. like it like play, that. You, you jump in wherever you, you want. You want to play, play it. That's how I there feel. ain't no rules. Well, I mean, there's rules in, you know, you know what I'm talking about. 
Are there rules? In the game, usually. Oh, I in the game, yeah. Like, if game, you get hit, you die. <laughs> if I had to pick a favorite fucking retro game, though, it's yeah. retro to me. It yeah, was yeah. on Nintendo 64. It's retro it now. I think it's 25 years might be the rule. Is, is I retro. don't know what it is with gaming. Oh, yeah. Um, but if there's Duke, a rule. Duke Nukem. You guys ever fuck with this? It's one oh, of my favorite games. On 64? Yes, true that indeed. That is my jam. It's one of the most... Sextest games in the world, uh, but it's a blast. The multiplayer on that was so much mm. fun. It's sexist. It, it is. Man. I just love the shit. It's says, not yeah, PC. Like, oh, yeah, oh no. It's a uh, yeah. He's just <laughs> oh no. He he's likes a, pussy a lot. Oh okay. Yeah, so it's just, like yeah. Leisure Suit Larry, but it's, but Doom. Exactly. It's really action <laughs> action movie corny esque. He just says <laughs> he's like an eighties hero kind of guy. Like, he has. Corny ass slogans like a I came to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm oh. all out of bubble gum. That's, that's a good that's, Duke Nukem. That's stolen from uh, fucking They Live. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's Roddy Piper. Uh, all right, come get some. Oh, you're right. I, that's Roddy Piper. That's that's Duke. Good. <laughs> that <one's> good. <laughs> that's your best impression yet. It might be. I no. got me excited. <laughs> so <laughs> th- these are cooler than the ones I had to grow up with. So me and my son were watching the OG Teen Titans, and oh. they pulled up on um, I think it was Terra or somebody, and they were like, "Tell Slade," and then with Starfire, "Eat dirt." And I'm like, the <laughs> weirdest, the weirdest fucking. Insult ever. I would have just walk to it. You're not even worth fighting at this point. Right? <laughs> Eat dirt. Eat dirt. I do, I do that for fun. I love bad like TV and movie insults. I do as well. Me and Jules were talking about this a yeah. while back. And they always say like destroy or annihilate. Like you're trying to destroy me. I think no, I'm trying to kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that that's that that's what, what you said it was uh, OG. You talk about the one before Teen Titans Go? Yeah. So yeah, so that what was when that come out? I bet that was right around when the TV restrictions were tight. Yeah, you could and stuff like kill, kill, you know. Yeah. So you had to you know work around it, and and by making things over the top, they actually made them less realistic, according to I don't know standards, uh-huh. as opposed to the fact that fucking superpowers should have been the thing that made it not believable, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. I hear that Teen Titans is good, though. I hear there's some really good writing on that original. Oh, yeah, for sure. It it was really good. I loved it. The theme song is amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll always stick with you. It's uh, done by a band called Amiyumi. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Did you notice it was the English intro and then it was Japanese intro Mm -hmm. at some points? Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know. But I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, they're dope. It's a that, great show. That year and a few years pr- prior and after, there was some really good animation coming out for both Marvel and DC, like uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Those yes. were really strong shows. Um, and then over at Marvel, they had the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes for, I think, two seasons. That was also real solid. See, the Marvel anime, I don't know how Jules feels. The Marvel animated films haven't really done it for me at all, really. They've just been kind of, except Spider-Man and oh, yeah, obviously X-Men. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. cartoons are always phenomenal. Uh, the 90s X-Men will forever be a banger with the uh, theme song. I was an anime kid. You said you were an anime kid? Yeah, so I was an anime kid because in anime they did a lot I've given more. You everything, I've given you everything. <laughs> That's the song that the the same exact melody. Right. It's a great song, by the That's way. It's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just feel like they got away with more in anime than they did in like I could see that. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I, I I didn't know that 
these superheroes were PG thirteen or rated R until I got older, you know, and hang out with Castro. I was like, mm-hmm. they they kill in these movies now. They, mm-hmm. I thought this was I'm just. I'm glad I was able to bust that cherry for you. <laughs> And that was one of the biggest selling points when anime first started breaking over here in the U.S. was how you were going to get animation, but adult stories. Yeah, and that that you know, I remember when stuff like Ninja Scroll and the first Vampire Hunter D came out, and like people would be like, "Hey, you should check this out," but be warned, it's really bloody, you know, or there's some serious sex happening there. Yeah, both, you know. (laughs) Man, the eighties serious sex (laughs) happening over here. That's how my buddy don't come in. I don't know. Don't come in. Serious sex happening (laughs) in here with women. Lots of women. (laughs) Not me alone. (laughs) They're not going to say anything because. They're they're a little shy. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of another Key and Peele skit when Wendell was ordering pizza for himself. He was like, "What does everybody want? Do we want cheesy bread?" And it was just action figures. <laughs> He's like, "Yep, yeah, go ahead and uh, order some cheesy bread." And then, if I order some cheesy bread, will you have some? <laughs> it was like Claire, um, and the pizza guy was like, "Oh, Claire sounds cute." He was like, "You don't even know Claire." And he was like, "Yes, I had I had sex with her." Multiple times. It was just an action figure. Man, so we didn't even talk. You guys are going to be doing... Um, uh, Wait! Gen- what? I wanted to scan through that list real quick. Of the I noticed best that it wasn't. Games? Yeah, I noticed that it wasn't like ranked. It wasn't ranked. It's just listing 10 of the best NES games. What it calls the 10 best NES yeah, games. Yeah. So we got Super, Super Mario, Mario 1 and 3. Uh-huh. Not bad. Uh, hard agree. Yeah. Legend of Zelda. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Tetris. Tetris. Gotta put it in there. Mega Man 3. Absolutely. Uh, the Guardian Legend. Not as familiar. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, I think I remember that. See, I've never heard of that one. Uh, then Mr. Gimmick. Never played I've it. Never heard of it. Final Fantasy. Amazing. Okay. Pirates. I never played Pirates. Bionic Commando. Ooh, I did play Bionic Commando. And is there one more? No, that's it. All right. That's that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so no uh, Metroid. Why- I didn't push this list. I checked it ahead of time. And yeah. I think Metroid would be on there. Right? Yeah, there's there's a few standouts that aren't on there, right? Donkey Kong. Sure. No. Uh, Star, Star Tropics was another one that's often considered one of the best the, games. Star Fox as well. That was, that was uh, Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Oh, but, but that game was fucking fire. That was a good game. I, I only played the Mario. <laughs> only played Mario on that list. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all the Which, voices on Star Fox? I'm glad for that. Because I think if if there's anything, if you play something on Nintendo, it should be probably Super Mario Brothers. And I think one or three is a perfectly fine game. I would personally say one, but I understand either one. Mm -hmm. I have to say my favorite Super Mario game is on the N64. It's a Super Mario World or whatever. Where you get to explore? Uh, oh, Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. No, no, right? no, no, no not Galaxy. It's War- the one where you hop through the fucking paintings and shit. That's Super Mario sixty four. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, God. okay. I spent hours on that game. Super Mario World SNES is is still my all time favorite Mario. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love I, that uh, game. I don't know. I I it's it, it is archaic by today's standards, but it is so such a tightly made game that the very first one on Nintendo may still be mine. It's mm-hmm. just. It plays if if you can if you can just if you distill Mario down to those three basic things run jump squash enemies on the head it does it so well phenomenal you know you still gonna shoot them with fire oh you can shoot them with fire too my bad it's a little bit more advanced yeah you can just swimming just swimming <laughs> you know man uh, I, what, what what do you got do you guys have a favorite game like uh, or, or what are some of the ones that are at the tops of your list yeah so like I was saying um, PlayStation Two Xbox Three Sixty so yeah. um. 
Oh my goodness. I were you like a Def sport? Jam. Def oh, Jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fight for New York. Yeah. Def Jam New York. So Fight for New York is the one I played the most of, but Vendetta. Um I think so was the, the first one. You're yeah. The, the nice. first one was was really lit. Cool. Um it started sucking when they made Icon. Mm-hmm. That was trash. Agreed. And then they just stopped making the fight games, period. I was gonna say Fight for New York is definitely on my top list. Uh Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank. Like I spent a lot of time yep. playing those as a kid. Uh, like that's when I first had got a PS2. Grant the thought of San Andreas will always be a banger. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's how I learned about a lot of fucking music. That and Guitar mm-hmm. Hero. The Call of Duties were crazy when they first. See, I only out. played Call of Duty Zombies. I was never a really Call of Duty guy. See, Halo was before me, I and I didn't I enjoy gotten. Halo. But I had Call a chance of Duty to was... kiss the Halo wave. I just never jumped on it. Really, it was yeah. not for me. I don't uh, know. No sports games. Um, no Madden. Guy. No no NBA no, 2K. Uh, I like some hockey. Yeah, you know but I'm not a sports guy. Yeah, Madden for sure. Um, 2K at like at 2K 10, 2K 10 to 2K 12 or 13, whatever was great. Uh, Madden's always been. Decent. 2K is still my jam. Really? Oh fuck yeah! NBA Live was my go-to. Um, oh yeah, great like series. 18, 19 was great. Um, it wasn't great, but they could be better. Uh, Madden, like I said, always been consistent. But my mm-hmm. favorite, me and my brother's favorite, were um, SmackDown versus Raw. Yes. Oh, yes. By far the best game those franchise. Were dope. I think 2007 was the best SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Do those count as sports games? No. I mean, pro wrestling yeah. is a sport. Yeah, man. I think they got to. I mean, what are you going to put on? Well, okay, then I think games, if you looked know. it up in, on the PlayStation Store, it would be yeah. sports. Undisputed. UK literally makes. Smart or WWE, yeah, now yeah, as yeah. well. So, well, yeah. uh, undisputed UFC that little that's series. an actual, yeah, the EA yeah. UFC trash. Yeah. But, the did you ever play like NBA Jam? Yeah, that was I my played jam. A NFL Street. That was nice. like oh, the, NBA oh, that was, yeah, that NBA was the Street. NFL oh, yeah. version of, of NBA well, Jam. I, did, I didn't like number three, NFL really? Street three, NFL trash. Three. Number one and two were great, yeah. street ball. Basketball was that. fun. Yeah. NFL stretch. Blitz was pretty fun too. Was that was you play, what's that game? Blitz the league. Is that what you're talking I think, about? No, yeah. was, I think it was There's just Blitz NFL and Blitz. Blitz 2000 in the early years. Yeah, because Blitz See, those you were able. Yeah, because I really? think Blitz you were able to use the actual NFL teams. Yeah, I think they still had them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I just remember it was the one that we played was the year that it was uh, fucking. Culpepper to Moss all day long. Vikings, nice. you ain't never gonna lose. It was like the Bo Jackson of that of the. Remember in the Tecmo Bowl, if you use Bo Jackson, nobody could stop oh, yeah. you. <laughs> That's like I remember on the first uh, NBA Street, man. I had a Timberwolves team that was always fucking good. Nice, yeah. yeah. It was, it was KG at that point. Yeah. I yep. do want Kevin Garnett plug really quick, man. You guys know I stream on Twitch and all that. What yeah. What I've been playing lately, bro, is uh, through the Resident Evil series. Oh, no cool. shit. And I'm such a fucking fan. Resident Evil. I was a fan of the corny-ass movies with uh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Another girl with the black hair. Yeah, she looks like a porn star. What's her name? Oh. Fucking, uh, <laughs> can't remember, bro, I but can't answer shout question. out, man. Keep doing good. I've never life. seen pornography. Um, lying <laughs> ass. You see, you caught me for a second. I was like, wait, what? Uh, but I've been playing through the Resident Evil series, bro, and I've been loving every minute of it. I'm currently playing a Resident Evil Five. I've beat four. I've beat two. I've Man, beat I remember six. being a kid. Like that was one of those games where uh, I've never been good at like 
first person mm-hmm. games but like i would watch my friends play it and i would be into it just like just watching it like a movie yeah mm-hmm. yeah and like some of those were fucking spooky oh, man yeah. i was a dumb kid they were I, spooky i couldn't play games like that when you had to craft shit or craft your medicine or get bullets oh yeah it was right. dumb yeah. i just had I could to watch it though yeah like, i could watch my I friends play watch. it i could <laughs> there was but certain- i could not i was like you like if i tried to play it i'd be like no nope, i'm fucking yeah I, I couldn't there are certain things about learning how to play games that as a kid, I simply just didn't get. Mm. And even, even you know, older games that some might consider simpler, there are so many games that I have come to as an adult and really understood how to play it. Right. You're like, I got to learn new game mechanics. Right. And, and as a kid, I just... It just went over my head. I get it. I'm not much of a crafter. Crafters, crafting's not my thing. Like if you like fucking what, Skyrim, being on the blacks, being uh, on blacks like this. It's that's not why Red me. Dead. I, I stopped Red Dead almost immediately. Yeah, because the crafting. You got there. You have to. There's also a, a responsibility on game makers to make the user experience smooth and fun. <laughs> well, that's one say. thing that Zelda. I'm still working my way through Breath of the Wild before I jump on the new one. And the one thing it does really well is the cooking, uh, the recipes in that game is a very mm. simple and pleasant process. And you do it a lot, and that's good that they made it so simple and pleasant. Uh, yeah, and, see, but even if it's simple, I'm like, oh, I think I, why can't I just pick up a piece of thing and eat it and they, be, go on my way? You can, but if you want better effects, you're going to have to do something with it first. Yeah, but why Why you got to make me do that? <laughs> Well, okay. like they made save high rule. They made um, <laughs> to save high rule, dummy. That is true, and I get like set with eating yeah, raw meat. Ganon's being a fucking dick again. <laughs> but they made a uh, Dragon Ball Kakarot where it was a um, role playing game. Did you like that? Ooh. I, I no, I didn't, I didn't play it <laughs> because like you have to go fishing and, and do like other things to but just an open world DBZ game. I just, yeah, I just, I mean, it was cool, but I just want to fight <laughs> fight shit and beat right. Goku. I, I don't want to. B B Goku. I just want to, you know. I yeah, I don't want to live his whole life. Yeah, I don't want to fucking balance his checkbooks. Right. Yeah, I, wanna, I, I like that. <laughs> I mean, if I can have sex with Chi Chi, I am all for it. I <laughs> wanted to say really quick before we do move off the You're games, good. boys. Uh, two games I got to add to my favorites yeah. list. Uh, my very first RPG I ever played. RPG gaming changed my life when I found this. Uh, Oblivion. Shout out to Oblivion. Oh, yeah. And then uh, one of my favorite stories. It's a corny story, but the sound, the soundtrack on it is so phenomenal. And it's uh, it's by the Square Enix people, same people that do Final Fantasy. So it's like just fucking full of jam-packed with story. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, yeah? was a banger for me. Oh, the nice. Disney one, yeah? yeah? Yeah. It ended up being really good. I, that's all I've ever heard. I feel like all I've ever heard it's is that like mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts is a really good game. It's, I could play if they I've released a new it. one now. I'd pick it up as a twenty-eight-year-old man and I play it in front of my fucking wife proudly. It's one of those series that I miss. I'm sad I missed because of how beloved it is. You now. should go back. You know, if you get time, go back and oh, play it. The only part. thing I know <laughs> is that Kingdom Heart um, intro, uh, the, the well-known one. I can't, you know, sing it or nothing, but it was. I think it was on like a J. Cole song or something. Yeah. And I was like, where is this beat coming from? And it was a Kingdom Heart. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever I was hoping yeah. you were going to try to go into it. Just- <laughs> <laughs> it goes like this. No. <laughs> Wrote a song about like it. Like a, here, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great if you were just like, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> that reminds me of another Kim Pilskate. <laughs> you know, you mentioned the Twitch stream, and we should probably segue into some picks and plugs. Absolutely. Why don't you tell us where people can find you on Twitch? So uh, you guys can check me out. I stream uh, every weekend at 1 a.m. and then on the weekdays I stream about 7 a.m. Uh, it's King Castro X Gaming on Twitch, ladies and gentlemen. Check your man's out, King Castro X Gaming. Get at me. Uh, hit me with the follow, maybe a sub if you like me. You know what I'm saying? But I play all kinds of games. I, sometimes I just chat. Sometimes I just hang out and talk about comic books with people or whatever. But it's a vibe as well. Uh, do you want to plug up the con? Well, well, you've got another podcast, too, that we didn't even touch yeah. on, right, exactly. Yeah, so Socks On or Off Podcast is my personal podcast. And that one, I talk about life events, um, personal shit, relationship advice, mental health. Uh, just certain things that we as humans go through that not a lot of people have the platform to talk about. Like, or did even, it start with whether or not you sleep with your socks on or off? No, it's not even that. It's actually, it comes from a question. Uh, do you prefer having sex with your socks on or off? Off. Okay. Fellas? Well, uh, I'm an off guy, yeah. Yeah, probably off. Yeah, and, and I, I agree. But you will get a lot of different answers depending on who you uh, conversate with. But I did talk to this woman uh, ladies, listen up. She said women orgasm uh, a lot frequently if they have their socks on. So, I don't, I'm not as picky about if they have it on. But yeah, if yeah, I have I don't my care. socks on, <laughs> I, can't, I feel like a little infant baby. Right? Boy. I have such ugly feet. But I still don't give a fuck. Socks yeah. are coming off. It feels very infantilizing like, to be a, a nude man wearing socks. I feel more naked. I, I like uh, <laughs> sucking toes, so I prefer the socks off. I'm a toe sucker, man. Oh, all right. Okay. See, I'm, I'm not. Nice. See, see I, I overthink sex sometimes. Like People say okay. everything's better when you're high. I can't be high having sex mm. because I'm like, damn, why is she moaning like that? Damn, is she really enjoying this? <laughs> I know my ding ding ain't that big. She's lying, bro. I, just, I understand. See, I'm the opposite. Like, I think I have those thoughts if I'm not high. Really? <laughs> yeah. If I'm not high, I'm like, oh, oh my God, you take so small. <laughs> I, here's the thing I, I don't have an opinion whether or not my partner has socks on or off. I'm just glad they're there. Mm, for sure that's, that's not a guarantee that's most of why I'm not, not a guarantee. but I have a choice whether or not mine are on right <laughs> and I'm going off but I, I do want to role play more though I feel like role playing is really dope like in like, better in D&D <laughs> <laughs> both both both, yeah. both yeah. we've been talking about D&D lately so I didn't yeah, well I, I mean to. just like trying to roll a yes. natural 20 on them tits <laughs> oh. is, that that a a thing? is that no, a thing is that a thing it is now I feel like a natural 20 she's automatically getting pregnant so Wait, I I mean, I mean, it's natural 20, a thing. Yeah, yeah net yeah. 20. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's What's that mean? Automatic yeah. hit or automatic success. That was well, so then, yeah, that, I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> that was so smooth. I forgot you've never played D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Fooled you. I'm here, but I'm here to make jizz jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, no role playing's uh, that's that's risky. Yeah, you but, got, you, now you're acting. Yeah, I mean, which is great, you know, because I mean, what if you're a bad actor though? Hello, I am Ke Kevin, the maintenance man. I don't know. My shit's always weird, bro. Like, I'm overly <laughs> aggressive and like got this weird vision of myself that's not real. Like, I see myself as this 
monstrous being. I watched a lot of fucking hentai, man, in a fucking. Oh no! You know what I'm saying? Uh, so like in a lot of the hentais, it's always some fucking big yeah. burly old man, and like I'm like that's fucking me. And then I look at my wife, and I'm oh like, no, she's an innocent little fucking pretty thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take you. So that's a lot of my. It wouldn't be role play, but I just I always envision myself as that, and I, I've expressed it to my like this is how I see me. So as I'm in your ear, you know, fucking you and shit, not fucking you in the ear, but like yeah. I'm in your, I'm just uh, 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 making these. <laughs> Just horrific noises, bro. And like that gets me off, though, guys. I, I usually try and forget that I'm there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Because how how ugly do men look having sex? Like women, when they masturbate, it's so Some pretty. They light candles. Me, they're in if the I bath. Think it, but I think if it, I feel like if I spend any seconds thinking about what I might or might not look like, even if that involves envisioning me looking like someone else, I still have to picture what I look like normally <laughs> first. We are seeing two sides of the issue. We are seeing uh, one being being shamed or just fucking embracing it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm totally embracing. Oh, like, I feel mostly shame all the time. <laughs> all the time. I shouldn't be allowed to do I this. I apologize every I time. I shouldn't be allowed to do this. this. Castro, I feel like we got something to learn from you, my friend. I'm just saying something about, you know what I mean, getting to degrade this pretty little gorgeous fucking innocent god sent. And I'm just this <laughs> metal ass I think demon, I hear my right? mom calling. I have to go home. And, and <laughs> but the best thing is when she wants to be that. And yeah. She like, does. You, like, you can't, you can't oh, be yeah, that. Well, it and cannot she happen. Yeah. If, if, right. If she, it has to be reciprocated. Now she's calling the cops. There's a restraining order. Blah, blah, blah. I just blah, don't blah. feel like I was ever going down <laughs> that path. Like, <laughs> That uh, you know, man, we're having a laugh. Consent first, motherfuckers. That's yes, where we're exactly. at. <laughs> I agree. But but when the consent is on the table, and once that's all like understood, like uh, that's the beauty of intimacy. Right. That's there. when you just and like, that's really what's underlying. You layer decide on your safe here. word and you go to town, have fun, it's let's pineapple. make a mess. The, the safe word is always pineapple. Just say it. Just but pineapple. See, yeah, it's easy. But see, I'm the type of I, I don't like or stop. That's good too. Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't like feeling embarrassed or like in uncomfortable situations. So if I do something and she says pineapple, <laughs> lip noodle right oh, there. No, no, no. I'm oh, apologizing. Yeah. I, hey, listen, I can't do this I'm no with more. You too. Yeah. I'm with you too. Like the second we, we have a, a safe now. word, if she says the safe word, I'm immediately like, oh, fuck. I didn't yeah. she'd actually I, and, use it. And then I'm thinking about that for a month minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure it's like... Your safe word is orange, so she can say the fruit, but you meant the color. It's <laughs> so, like orange. You're not saying the right one. Which one? The other one. Oh, man. New I, England clam chowder. <laughs> Red or white. Right. I would make it something hard and like super fragile. Super. Yeah, that would one. be the safe Anti disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> Oh man, socks on or off podcast? Where can we listen to that? Yeah, so it's only on YouTube at Socks on or off podcast. That's very convenient. Yeah, thank you, Excellent. thank you. YouTube also the place to check out the Comic Cons podcast for sure. Yeah, so Comic Cons podcast um, filmed every Saturday at Impulse Creations, where you get thirty percent off all pre orders, pre orders and subscriptions. Uh, we post every Friday. Give them a quick spelling. As well, we're uh, currently dropping on Saturdays for uh, Skype interviews. Yes, the. Castro and Jules exclusive in the uh, podcast will be on Fridays, and then we have ones where we sit down with like comic book creators, directors, shit like that. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Every Saturday, uh, that's C O M I C K H A N S Kids podcast. That's on go. all streaming platforms as well as on Boom. all forms of social media: Facebook, yep. Twitter, Excellent. Insta, TikTok, all that comic all podcast. of that good shit. Check us out, kids. Thank yeah, you. excellent. They love it. 
Thank you. I love it. The kids love it. <laughs> and, yeah. and you guys got a, a uh, oh, you've got a, a great uh, chance to, to see you guys and catch an awesome festival. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to be at the Tulsa Comic Swap. Yeah, June 18th, we'll be at the Tulsa Comic Book Swap. Uh, what city again? So that's. It's going to be in Glenpool. Glenpool. Um, oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? We'll be doing a free or a comic book uh, raffling. We'll be giving away comics through that. And then Jules is actually going to be bringing some comics himself to give away. Yep. So be sure to where's stop it, by. Uh, is, I'm sorry. Go, where is it going to be? Glenpool Conference Center. Yeah. Um, so with that, kids, we'll be doing that as well as uh, a fan. Shout out to our fan, Caleb, man. Uh, first person ever asked us for an autograph. He inspired. He's like, hey, are you guys going to be giving away autographs? I got five comics I want you guys to sign or whatever. So oh, hell Bring yeah. us some comics to sign, uh, and then we so we have the idea now. Like we're gonna bring some flyers. If you want to fucking autograph from the cons, come see us, shake our hands, maybe sit down at the table, talk to us a little bit during our little live podcast or whatever. And it's gonna Heck be yeah. a vibe, man. Uh, you guys might pop out, right? Yeah, absolutely. I asking, you know, for what I'm sure. So we might be podding with. Uh, uh, yeah, that yeah. is a a, a hop and a, dr- a bounce from my house, so I can be there real quick too. Oh, I, don't, I don't like. I don't hate that at all. Yeah, so the address is 12205 South Yoinkin Avenue, mm-hmm. Glenpool, Yoinkin. Oklahoma. Yeah, it uh, is just a quick Yukon, shot. Yukon, not Yoinkin, Yukon. Yukon. Did you Yukon. say Yoinkin? Yoinkin. 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 Are don't, you Yoinkin, my Yoinkin. Yoinkin. It's Yukon. I'm sorry, Tulsa Comic Book Swap. That is a, it's a beautiful facility out there, and it's just off Highway 75, super easy to get to. So I highly recommend if you're in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, or even over in Oklahoma City, hop on them highways and come check it out. Man, re- I'm fucking ad voice I know, today. man. Yeah. Did, have I ever told you the story about the first time I got asked for an autograph? No. No, was it was it by someone pranking you? No, but pulling, uh, pulling a goof. I was at the so I'm at the OKC Looney Bin, and I get off stage. I had a pretty good set, and the drunkest man in the history of the world comes out of the <laughs> out of the showroom into the lobby, and he's like, hey, "You're so you fucking great, Baba." He's like, "I need you to sign something," and I'm like, "Great." And he pulls a five dollar bill out of his wallet. He's like, "Let me go get a marker," and my first thought was, "Is this legal?" Right. And he had me sign a $5 bill. Right. And then he rambled a little bit more. And then he turned around and then he immediately bought a drink with that $5 yeah. bill. And I was like, all right, this is what Scientology feels like. <laughs> and in the end, all it ends up being is uh, proof for the National Treasury who defaced a bill. So fucking funny. Yeah. I immediately went up to the bartender and was like, Jay, he just made me sign that $5 bill he just gave you. He's like, are you fucking serious? Uh, anyway, it didn't feel great. <laughs> when you're like, oh, hell yeah, someone wants my autograph. And then you realize, nah, not really. Yeah. My first autograph, my brother asked me for mine after he... Uh, oh, hell yeah. yeah. That Thank rules. You. I was high as fuck and yeah. drinking a little bit. So my signature is shit. Oh, and yeah. I felt that's so still rules, bad though, man. That's cool, though. Yeah. Most artists, it that's takes so years before their sweet. signature is shit. I love that uh, shit. <laughs> they start out signing very clearly. And after a while, they're like, oh, fuck it. They'll do anything. And then they <laughs> develop a weird thing where you're like, there's not one letter in your name in, in that scribble you just gave right? me. I told Castro I need to get like a... Um, oh, like a rubber stamp. stamp. Yeah, 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 for sure. Just Jules. Make it easy. <laughs> Jules. And, <laughs> yeah. and I don't want people to think I'm insincere. I just care about you enough to make it look legible. Yeah. Because ah. my, my right hand and left hand looks like it's written the same. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, gentlemen, this is bad. I'm trying yeah, to save them. A, from, <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, save them and myself from some embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. 
Also, Did you? Oh, no hand cramping. Yeah, for sure. Did we hit all the plugs we needed to? Did you have any more plugs? Yeah, what are the, any, any projects shows, you want to talk anything, about? Anything else? And if not, love to hear your picks of the week. If you got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. been listening to, checking out, reading something old, something new you want to share with the listeners. Yeah. Um, so I think that's all of the plugs, but the pick of the week is going to be this new Dawn of DC that's going to be happening. Um, there's different there's different stories um more specifically uh the nightwing story now after uh, uh dark Cri- infinity or dark crisis on infinity earth or some shit like that i thought you said dark, dark crisis on infinite earth yes yeah. there at first Thank i thought you, you said dark christ and i was like oh hell yeah what's up with this story i want to hear about this just a uh, black jesus that, that's chosen really by- fucked up <laughs> that's called chosen it's written by mark millar you would love it oh really okay yeah, but after after this event, the Justice League has came to a conclusion that Nightwing and all these younger superheroes will be uh, a great fit to take over the injust or the Justice League. Nightwing was Robin, right? Yes, Correct. the first Robin, Dick Grayson, the original Dick, Big Dick, <laughs> OG Big Dick Grayson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's him, the Titans, uh, Donna Troy. And maybe the Flash, if he survives, spoiler alert for you guys. Um, yeah, so that's going to be our pick of the week. If he survives Ezra Miller? Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> that's a Batman. Unrelated. That's a Batman movie. Yeah. That's a Batman Unrelated. Movie. <laughs> also harming the Flash, though. Right? <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's going to be uh, another one. Oh, one yeah. we're looking forward to is... What uh, about you, Castro? Any, any picks? Um, I'm always forever going to suggest read The Preacher, read The Dark Knight Returns, or read uh, Scene of a Crime by Ed Brubaker. That was my first Ed Brubaker book, and I'm a huge fan of that writer. He's an amazing writer. That was a Daredevil writer, right? Or um, No. Ed Brubaker did do an excellent run on Daredevil. Has, yeah. Okay. Rather, okay. I think he How did a you Batman. you threw that out there, I'll have no idea. But because okay. I, I, only, <laughs> okay. I only know that because he was on the Daredevil episode of How Did This Get Made. I think he when does, they did the Ben Affleck gotcha. Daredevil movie, a really good Batman book as well. I think it is the yeah. Did he do Gotham Gotham Knights Gotham PD? What did he? I, I think he's he done do? Gotham <sighs> PD, but I also think he was the one who made the first like Man Who Laughs book as well. Oh, oh really? I bet you're right. Yeah. I bet he did so, the Man Who Laughs. Check that out, kids. Uh, Hell yeah. Other than that. Rubain, Resident baby. Evil. Go so, check out Resident oh, Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that was one of my first graphic novels where uh, Batman, the man who laughs. Or not, yeah, the man who laughs, yeah. not Batman who laughs. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Batman, the man <laughs> who laughs, it's a story about the Joker. Yeah. And, Is that and, and Ed I, I didn't know that. And it was a, it was a really yes. good. Nice. Yes. Good one. Yeah, it was a great book. Did you did you read that one? Which one? The the man who laughs or the yeah. Joker one you were yeah. reading? Yeah. No, I did it was, not. It was so really I read the old one with that Brubaker. I, I I think it's the same one. Like they introduced the Joker, he was killing off different important people with mm. the gas, and then he targeted Bruce Wayne. That yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. that one. It's a great one. Yeah, uh, uh, art by Doug Mankey, who's a, another great artist, another great Batman artist as well. Uh, really quick, one last plug. Yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead. Do it. We're Got a couple. Yeah. Uh, Soul Tap Podcast, kids. That's the wife's podcast. Go check it oh. out. Uh, so let's talk about podcasts also on all streaming platforms. Run that up. Uh, Classic Wolf Podcast, uh, Okie Podcast, all the other homies, man. Unloading Meat. Me and Joel's recently been hanging out with uh, Jared Raphael and check him out. Kids. Yeah, he's been growing like a weed. He's doing a great job oh, over there. That's, a, that's a hilarious man. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. 
Excellent. Yeah, right. he's, he's been making a splash on the comedy scene again too. I've been hearing, so that's great to hear. Word, Hilton, what do you got? Uh, man, uh, let's see. Coming up, oh, here's the deal, guys. If you're listening to this right now, it's coming out Sunday morning, right? If you're listening to this right now, you missed the nude art show, Sunday and, and, and you, you're full of regret. I get it. It's why you're listening right now because you're like, I need my Hilton. I didn't get him on stage at the Canes Ballroom last night. I need to hear him in my ear holes right now. Don't delay. There is one more nude art show, and you're gonna go to it. So right now, I want you to mark on your calendar that at the start of 2024, you are going to look for tickets for the Nude Art Show. And you're going to go to the 20th annual and the final Nude Art Show sometime in May of 2024, whenever Daniel Gulick announces the date. You just got to pay attention. Go follow the Facebook page right now. Just go do that right now. So do you it. will be ready. Because you missed last night, and, and we and both yeah. know it was incredible. Yeah. You know it was incredible. You know yeah. you missed I could have handed you a dildo. Now you don't get that privilege. No dildos so for you. you have to come No dildos year. for old men. So mark your calendar. You're coming to the Nude Art Show. No dildos. And you're coming after the Nude Art you, Show. Just don't come at yeah, okay. the Nude Art Show, because that Fuck is a public yeah. place, and that's not okay. You'll go to jail. You'll you go will to jail. go to jail. Yeah, keep, I will tell on keep you. Keep the cum at home. <laughs> I will tell yeah. In the meantime, I want you to come to my Starlight Comedy Night, the second Friday of every month. Me and host Laura Cook. Happy birthday, Laura. Happy uh, birthday, Laura. The host, day we're recording this and out is the day you're here. Yeah, the this. day. You, if you wish if her a happy birthday day, say belated. She may not listen. But but yeah, but tell Laura you're sorry you missed her birthday. And then come to the Starlight Comedy Night, second Friday of every month. And then make sure you listen to the podcast that I'm on as well. Please check out OK Geek. Check out uh, Stories with Mom. Check out the People, Persons, Paper podcast. And speaking of OK Geek, uh, and speaking of the Donna DC, I've also got a second uh, that uh, uh, pick of the week because the Donna DC books have been excellent. Yeah, Are, are you caught up to the, the John Kent? Uh, I'm not caught up on John Kent yet. I missed number three. Oh, I haven't read beautiful. that yet. Yeah, we're really looking yeah. forward to that one. I haven't read, I think, number three as well. Yeah, uh, that's that was the first two were great. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. The eponymous Superman book by Joshua Williamson. I am so into that book. See, I'm not a big Superman fan, and and like Superman Lost looks good. Yeah. Uh, Superboy looks okay. Did you read Superman number one? No. Try it. We okay. did read Superman number one. We did. You? Okay. Donna DC. Okay. Did you? Okay. Actually, I think it was Action Comics. Yeah, I think it was Action Comics. Action was good, and I'm on that I as well. No, no, I think I did. Action's incorporating more of the family. Yeah. But right. Superman has been so good. The art has been good. Really? Joshua Williamson on the writing has been good. And he's also doing Green Arrow, which I just read. I loved that. That's a new new series, right? Exactly. That's the number one. I'm a big fan of Arrow. Like, I, I loved him on CW, Flash on CW, so I might have to check it out. I wasn't going to stay on that one, but I read the first issue, and I liked it enough that I put it on my list. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one that I'm, I'm back in fourth on because it's been real good shazam number one was really good mm, i didn't check is, that is that following uh lazarus planet uh yes okay yeah um and it's um it's it's it also very much harkens back to the original kind of shazam stories that were very kind of silly mm. really? uh, and still like there's a seriousness but like the premise is a little silly like i'm not even going to like spoil it but like the the first problem he solves is a little wacky and you're like wow that's kind of weird and yeah but it was fun and it's by mark wade who has always done such a great job of juggling mm. light-hearted and fun while still keeping it grounded in reality and, and, and believable yeah did you see that sunday adventures just dropped the second issue of uh, ninja Turtles? Uh, no. Yeah, so are you familiar with Sunday Adventures? That's the one that's based on the old TV show, right? Yeah, yeah. so th they have a new run on D&D, &D, which mm -hmm. I've been picking up, 
And then I just saw they dropped the second issue of uh, Turtles. Excellent. Yeah, cool. so you may have to check that out. I will. And then the one I just read this morning, uh, tying into what you were talking about, that Titans number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I, I got to say, it was, it was great. Good. It, it was, was good. so good. I'm on board. Uh, really loving Tom Taylor. His Nightwing is also so mm-hmm. good. Uh, and, and I'm uh, going to gonna go push to the other show, too, is I'm going to do a full review of Titans number one and a couple other new ones I read this week over on OK Geek, and that'll be out on Monday. Are you ever going to have guests on that show, or is it just solo? Uh, I, have, I have a guest idea. In Fair mind, enough. I have a guest idea in mind. Well, I was just thinking this obviously would. Oh, yeah, these guys yeah. would be great. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oddly enough, all three of you are on my short list. Hey. Uh, when we talk, 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 what am I going to talk about on there? I don't know. Maybe you should read a comic. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> hey, they're great, man. They're great. No, we'll do I Am Rewards. That'll we can do that. There you go. Um, for me, yeah. What do you got? Uh, of course, listen to me uh, rant and rave about everything wrong with politics on Maximum News. Mm-hmm. We are, of course, the antithesis of Newsmax. Um, we are the left wing answer uh, to Newsmax, if if you will. Um, that is myself and TJ Clark. We are going into uh, national and local politics, yeah. um, trying to make sure that we are entertaining and funny, but also proactive, giving you. Uh, lanes that you might be able to help um, things you can actually do uh, and so uh, really really proud of that show it's coming along and then uh, of course anything else on the OLA ministries.com network just watch the shows listen to the shows and uh, for picks uh, I started watching the White House plumbers uh, it's a new HBO limited series uh, basically about the Watergate scandal uh, you have Woody Harrelson playing Howard Hunt and Justin Thoreau playing G. Gordon Liddy. And one of my favorite things about it is it's it's definitely a sort of a comedic take on a true story, um, which we've seen sort of a new... That's like a newer thing they haven't always done. I feel like... Um, the the big short was one of the first ones that I remember. Yeah. You know, Adam McKay did that one. Um, but my one of my favorite things, one of the things that really grabbed me at the very beginning was the disclaimer that comes up that says... This is a true story. None of the names have been changed because basically virtually everyone was found guilty. Oh, damn. And I was like, that's fucking great. That's what you're getting into is like, you know, that they're in. And it really, really is getting to. They're they're telling the story of what happened, but also really delving into the ineptitude that surrounded it and how bad they were and how dumb they were and how much they fucked up. (laughs) And it's really fucking great. Mm. Uh, Loving it. Um, And then also, uh, I just came back from Texas seeing The Cure on their tour. Um, I've been a lifelong fan of the cure and if I've, I've since been surprised at how many people have never heard of the cure. Um, I thought you were talking about the COVID cure. Yeah, no, like, the band, cool. the cure. Uh, <laughs> if you've never delved into the cure, um, I mean, they have a lot of really famous songs that you probably know, but don't know as them. Um, but it was one of the greatest live shows I've ever seen. They played for almost, they played about two and a half hours because they took one set break. Um, and Robert Smith sounds exactly the same. It was absolutely incredible. Really glad I got to go do that with my wife. Uh, may or may not have eaten hallucinogens and it was really, really fun. Um, but if you've never delved into the cure, check them out. They're a band worth checking out. Um, a couple of albums, if you want like a starter pack, um, definitely for me, the head on the door, um, three imaginary boys, which is like the original album with boys don't cry. 
Disintegration is probably the most popular album. That's the one that has uh, Lullaby and Love Song. Um, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, also another fantastic one. But The Cure is just a band that has had the longevity they've had for a reason. They're really, really good. And they sort of were able to transcend the genre that they kind of got shoehorned into at first of the the Smiths, the Morrissey, the, the sort of goth you know, uh, style, I guess, but they've got a lot of radio hits. Um, and they're just fucking great. They're really great. They have, they have a lot of really sad, deep songs, but they also have a lot of songs that are really upbeat, that are super positive, um, wonderful love songs. Um, good, good shit. Definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. That's it. We guys, did a show. Guys, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, of course, guys. Thank it was you. It's definitely a pleasure. Hell yeah. Again, we apologize for how long it took. Um, no, oh, no, no, that no, happens. Scheduling yeah. is really hard when you're a grown up with kids mm-hmm. and yeah. jobs. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. So we we definitely understand because, yeah, we are, we are the same way often. And especially hard whenever you have like a small window in which you can record. You really mm-hmm. have to work around that. So exactly. we appreciate you doing that. Of course. Let us know when you guys want to come back to ours as well. We Hell yeah. Absolutely. And same. In a few months, you guys will join us again here. We hope. Yeah. This yep. is fun. Right. Absolutely. And for you. Take it from me. Yeah. <sighs>